I'm not sure when that's coming, but it is coming. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Oh, you know what? You're fired, bud. You're going to have to listen to this crazy man. I'm a supporter of human beings. He's maybe he can play guitar by the firelight. That's why his body fell apart. Oh yeah, playing a little guitar by the firelight. It's a Friday night. And we're all feeling alright. You know what that means? It's time for a special edition of Bull After Bull. We call them Bulls with Buds. It will be episode 266. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us for the first time in the bowl, give it up for Sir TJ, the raffle. So glad to be here. Hey, glad to have you, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm very, very honored. So again, thank you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Our pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for these, uh... Banjo tunes here in the back. Dude, this intro is very, like, the vibe is so different. It's almost like spooky sounding, but it's like mysterious. Yeah. What's about to to happen? What is this? Oh, no. Who's this? (laughs) Who they got? What is this banjo? What is this ominous? Uh, I've been digging all of this music that you guys have been putting out. This is so awesome and refreshing, and uh, you can just feel this swelling of energy coming into the, the music space. Thanks, man. I mean, we got so much. One of our weird things as a band was we had so much stuff we liked, but then it wasn't like commercial enough. And now we like don't care. We're like, we're just gonna put out put out whatever we like. Nice. <laughs> and uh, that's a good it, way to be, man. Some of that stuff is so polished that uh, it's um, it's just interesting to hear that kind of perspective. You know, it's really weird because we're gonna have a lot of like polished stuff like that, but we're also gonna eventually have a lot of. Like stuff you wouldn't even like. This is the same band. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you know? right on. But but uh, you know, playing in a band with brothers that we grew up learning and playing music together, the sound evolved and our uh, taste changed, or uh, or we got sick of this one genre for a little bit because we played so much of it, or you know, who knows? Yeah. But now we kind of like everything, and uh, we're just going with the flow. That's awesome, man. That's a great position to be in. Uh, for those who are just joining us. I want to explain the format. So every once in a while, uh, when we can schedule a bud to sit down in the bowl with us, we do these uh, interview format shows. We call them Bowls with Buds. And so it's just another episode of Bowl After Bowl, uh, but it's going down sporadically. And tonight we're sitting down with Sir TJ the Wrathful, and he is a member of the Dorfels, and he has been uh, helping release some of the high-energy, self-hosted, decentralized music that you've been hearing uh, coming out of that podcasting 2.0 movement. The value-for-value value, uh, ideals and everything. So 
I wanted, I, I got like so many questions to ask you and I've been excited to sit down for this, but I think that for us in the bowl, when it's people's first visit, we really like to roll back and start at the beginning of stories and like get origin stories laid down. Uh, and I'm curious on yours and there's just so many different origins I want to hear, but I suppose like the first one would have to be the origin of music first, because that's going to be probably the earliest one. And you and your family go back musically all the way to the beginning, right? Oh yeah. Um, I can, I can say the, the start of the, the music all started with my mom. Um, my mom, before she even had kids, she was a music education major in college. And, um, so she loved music, still loves music to this day. And her only thing was she could not perform in front of people. And she actually dropped out of college because of that one thing. She had to perform to finish her classes and things. And she was so nervous by herself on a stage mm. that she was just like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> she was, And she's that, that way too. She's very shy if anyone ever meets her. She, she's the sweetest lady in the world. She's a saint. But she's very shy until uh, until she gets comfortable. And so the music thing for her just kind of um, got put on hold. And she started her family with my dad. And the next thing you know, she's just having instruments around. She found a banjo in, in her dad's barn when I was like seven or eight years old. And she was just was like, I want to learn this. And she started learning it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Mom, can I uh, teach me a song, you know? Yeah. And so she, so she's just like, okay. And music, she always encouraged us um, to play, but it was never like forced. It was like, oh, you have to take a piano lesson. You have to do this. It was just always like, um, so we were homeschooled and it was kind of like, we figured out that if we played music, we could get out of more school. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I mentioned there were 10 kids in, in my family that my parents ended up having 10 kids. I am the oldest and there's nine boys and one girl. Wow. And, but we, but what? before there were 10 kids, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm the oldest and the girl, my sister Kim is second oldest and then it's all boys after that. And we figure mom really wanted another girl so bad, but um, just wasn't going to happen. She kept going and got to the <laughs> that, end and we we're like, yeah, they were all boys. Yeah, but that's okay because now I have three daughters, so she can have some granddaughters. So Nice. And she, heck yeah. But, you know, so the origin is, is like, so our parents supported us playing. Um, eventually, once um, she taught me a little bit of banjo, she's like, you got way too good for me way too fast by around 11 or 12 years old. And <laughs> so she went and found me a teacher, an amazing teacher in that happened to live 20 minutes from our house in upstate New York near Buffalo is, is where we live. But we live out in the country, probably like 45 minutes from Buffalo. Okay. Um, and it's, it's very pretty there. People, when you say New York, some people just think it's all concrete and stuff, but, um, that's like the little corner of New York. That's yeah, like, little, you know, we weren't little fall, slice. Yeah, we weren't far from Niagara Falls and like, you know, some really pretty areas like that. That's awesome. And and uh, so we were in the country and we were being homeschooled. We were just playing around with music. Eventually, my sister picked up a violin and started learning violin or fiddle, whatever you want to call it. And the next thing you know, um, my, my parents uh, are like, I guess we'll try to play with you just to kind of support us in our music. And then people started asking us to play shows like in their backyard at a little party. Or, you know, just to come come over, bring your instruments and play some songs for us. 
And that just kept growing over time. So when it started, I was like maybe 12 years old and, you know, there weren't even 10 kids in our family yet at that point. And then the next thing you know, by the time I'm 16, there's uh, uh, Ben and Edward and Kurt. Uh, they're starting to play. And I was sort of being the oldest. I, I was sort of orchestrating it and being like, okay, you should play, try to play this instrument. Ed, you should play mandolin. We need a mandolin player. And we were playing a lot of bluegrass at the time. So I learned banjo. Yeah. Um, and, and so we got that. We got a fiddle. My sister's on the fiddle. My mom backed us up on guitar and my dad backed us up on bass. And it just evolved and people would start asking us to play at their churches or at town concerts. And the next thing you know, um, we didn't realize what was happening. But the next thing you know, we had so many bookings that my dad was like, when I was 16, he's like, if, if you guys want to do this, I, I, I'm ready to quit my job and we'll, we'll work on booking, just booking music all, you know, hard. Sick. And so, you know, we had like a big family meeting and of course we were all like, yeah, let's do it. You know? Sure. <laughs> uh, and, and so we sold our house. My dad sold the house in, in upstate New York there. And, uh, and we bought a motor home piece of crap motor. Home. <laughs> I see pictures now. It's kind of embarrassing, but, uh, um, but it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, and I, like we lived the, the traveling family band life, um, like, like, for real, officially, when I was about 16 years old. And then, you know, I'm the oldest of 10 kids, so all my little brothers, like, there was, like, you know, little babies on the bus, and that's all they knew for the next... Uh, we did that from about the time I was 16 till I think we started settling in one location when I was around 19. We settled... We kind of found a home base that we... We tried a few different things. We tried Branson, Missouri, and okay. we were a little bit too edgy for that at the wow, time. Wow, Really? Yeah, we were kind of we were playing bluegrass still a lot, but we were starting to branch out. You, have you ever heard of Nickel Creek? Um, they're kind of like a progressive. I've not kind of like new grass band. Chris Thiele is one of the guys in it. Sean Watkins. Okay. Um, um, but there's some there's some like uh, they were like young bluegrassers that you know they weren't doing the old traditional you know Rocky Top and Foggy Mountain Breakdown. And, sure. You know, you know they were doing like more. Um, progressive things okay with bluegrass instruments and so we were like oh that's so cool you know being young and and, and everything sure. and seeing other kids do that that we were doing that so when we went to branson it didn't really fit well because we were weren't following the traditional bluegrass path of just playing traditional bluegrass music gotcha and so we did okay um but we, we were like kind of this isn't really our fit and we sure. know where, where our fit eventually landed and we stayed for a while was um key west florida oh ah, interesting yeah yeah it was very interesting but i guess i don't know i i don't know if you've ever been to key west or seen key west it's kind of like an old island towns you know and yeah. there's all the <laughs> islands around yeah i had a a good friend who had a place down there but i never got to but like stories were constantly told of it and pictures and stuff like that and i've roamed around google maps because that's like how i nerd out when i when people tell me stories of places, I'll just like roam around on the Google Street View and stuff, and oh yeah, read about it. Yeah, we live. Uh, we live. Ended up after doing all this touring in bluegrass and all this, and then we're starting to branch out, right? And all my brothers are, they're 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 really they're starting to get better musicians. And like I started them off, like Ben's playing guitar. I'm teaching them, trying to get them to play how I wanted to play because I have this kind of vision in my head. And the next thing I know, I'm having trouble keeping up with them. They learn so 
fast. Nice. They're they're so gifted, which is great. You know, I'd had this like super killer band, and yeah, you I was like a, a half a orchestra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were like five. Uh, let's see, at one point six, I think it would be six full time of uh, like we didn't all play. Although most of my brothers, my siblings are musical at some point, but some people were like. Yeah, you know, you you three, four, five pe- kids go do that. Like, I, I want to be my own person. Or, sure. You know what I mean? It felt a little bit like, yeah, that's for you group, and and we all get along fine, and it's it's all good. But it was kind of like the younger kids, they kind of grew up around us older kids doing it so much and pushing it so hard at it. They were like, that's cool. We might do something different though. Yeah. Um, so basically, there were ended up being just there was six of us, f- uh, five brothers and my sister. And then eventually my sister got married and kind of backed out and and then it was the five of us and then we uh, this is I'm trying to sum up a lot that's happened and yeah no, <laughs> so I'm I, sorry if it's confusing it's um, just good. stop me if you I'm, have questions I'm with you for sure okay so we're we're tra- we're kind of our band's transforming it's getting more progressive more edgy we we're in Key West we're playing bluegrass now in Key West we have tourists um, coming to us all the time we're playing in like the most, the very popular hot spots, a uh, Sloppy Joe's bar is one of them. Okay. Um, Schooner, Schooner Wharf, uh, Schooner Wharf bar is another one. And we're playing at these places like, like Monday was Sloppy Joe's. Every Monday we were at Sloppy Joe's at a certain, certain time. Gotcha. And, uh, and then we were at Schooner Wharf and certain, you know, so we had all these different spots that we played weekly and, um, and our music is, we're trying to like write music or playing other we're, we're learning to play music that's influencing us that's outside of bluegrass um whether it's uh, uh john mayer or whether it's uh pink floyd or whether like it's just the genre hopping is kind of crazy nice so, but it worked out good in in key west because you had this huge variety of different people who were tourists coming and just hanging out at some bars and here and and since we were kind of a variety of of genres like smashed into a show um, it, the, the bars, the venues like loved having us and, and, and it helped that we were, you know, pretty young. And so we looked like a bunch of kids that were pretty good, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's what ended up happening for, so we stayed in, in, uh, once we went to Florida, I think in 2000, well, I, I can, I can think more of my age than the year, I think maybe 2000. Uh, 11, 2010, maybe, uh, 2011 or 12, we were, um, we were in Key um, West. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at Sloppy Joe's right now on Street View. Oh, yeah. There's like a, there's about a half, or there's about a dozen, uh, you can find some mopeds pretty... parked out here. There's people like hanging out the half doors. Oh, yeah. You can find some pretty funny videos on, of us on YouTube if you search the Dorfels and Sloppy Joe's, Key West and all that. And there's some pretty interesting funny things that i'm not necessarily like oh you should go look but if you want to have a laugh (laughs) you can go look it's in my notes um and uh so so we're doing all that stuff and we end up just getting into this uh we we find we can make a living and we're not having to travel as hard like tour like we did when we were playing more just bluegrass we were going all over the country um like trying to get into bluegrass festivals and you know meeting people going to bluegrass conventions trying to to play that that game and um, we so once we found started getting hired in Florida and then in Key West, we sort of found that and we're like, that was kind of like our niche. We sort of figured it out and we we're like, instead of traveling on the road twenty four seven, we're all getting older. I think I was probably um, married to my now ex, but my first wife then, 
And uh, um, so we're all starting to get older, try to, you know, we want to have, have families a little mm-hmm. bit or figure out all that kind of thing. So that was a really weird dynamic being in a family band who, you know, we go and play shows and all the money goes into a pot and that's what we live off of. And now we're all starting to want to have our own families. And same thing with my sister. Sure. She was, she was, so that was very interesting. Um, I always wondered about other family bands, how they uh, handled that. And, uh, <laughs> And it's, I guess this is probably different for each each person and each family and their dynamic. But um Yeah, that's an it, interesting uh It was challenging for me, but challenge I also is a good word for it, yeah. Yeah, I also got I also got married very young and, and looking back, um I mean I got some wonderful kids, but like looking back I'm like that made things very <laughs> again, challenging is the word. Sure. Um and uh and my brothers, I think, all saw that, and they waited like way longer <laughs> to get married or, or anything because they saw the the challenge I had um, um, navigating that and yeah. not having you know a typical nine to five job to make a regular income. We were living off of you know getting paid from shows, and then also we made tips. Um, like we were, our goal was to make anywhere from like uh, if we made more than I'm trying to remember. I think it was like. If we made more than three hundred dollars in a night in tips, we were like pretty happy. Yeah. But like five hundred, we were really hoping for. There'd be nights we'd make like a thousand dollars in tips. Um, nice. And then we we're like, all right, let's go. You know. But uh, but then all of that just gets divvied up to you know. There's ten kids in my family. Right. And <laughs> it costs a lot to live. No doubt. And um, so but we we made it work and playing shows in Key West and having to travel less and that uh cost the expense of traveling was we kind of figured like figured a way to just have people come to us and we still toured like in the summer cuz it's so dang hot in in the summer in Key West but um it, we just kind of figured out this kind of pattern where we'd you know most of the year be in Key West and and then in a couple months in the summer we'd go my dad would we'd be trying to book shows outside of Key West to give us a little break yeah from, and uh and we did that till about 2016 or 17 and then we were me and the guys. It was just me and the, uh, there's just uh, five brothers then. So it was me, Eddie, Joey, Ben, Kurt, and uh, our instruments were were mainly. So we had Ben was on the guitars, um, Ed was on mandolins or keyboard, um, Kurt was on the drums, Joey was playing the bass, and I was playing like kind of the filler instruments, whether it's banjo or dobro or lap steel or you know a second guitar. I was kind of like the color like uh, you know that extra instrument that you'd put in gotcha and um and so we're doing that and we were like trying to write music we're like all right we can be a bar band which we had been for i don't know let's see 2017 is when we came to nashville so 2012 you know for maybe four or five years we were like getting used to being a bar band sure which was cool and fun and everything but um all of us were very serious about our music we weren't like oh let's go play in bars and just you know you know, just oh yeah, it's great. We get bars and you know get get to have drinks and what. Like none of us cared about that. We just we were super, uh, you know, de- determined to play music and and try to do that. Nice. And so we were like, let's write and stuff and take our chances. And, and someone, a man, uh, someone out of Nashville, um, ended up seeing us and and they knew someone. They're like, oh, you want to do this management thing and bring you to Nashville and start songwriting, you know, doing some songwriting here and all this stuff. And we were just kind of like, well, we can stay here and keep playing and. In the bars, which is okay, and we're just doing cover songs. You know, we could play, we could sneak in a few originals, but in a in a bar, sloppy Joe, you know, people West wanna, setting. Yeah, people yeah, want to sing yeah. along. Oh, 
Exactly. Yeah. And everyone's drinking and doing all sorts of stuff, which yeah. is all, it's all good. It sounds fun. And, uh, but it was just like not where a, a place to say, Hey, listen to the song I wrote. Like people are like, no, like give us a good time. And, and that's fine. And so we did, <laughs> but we were like, we can take this opportunity and go and try to write our own music and do that. And so that brought us to Nashville. We started going to Nashville on and off until we were like, we just need to be here. And it's kind of a weird, also looking back, it was kind of a weird spot for our music because we aren't country in any way. Like when, like, and when I mean country, yeah. like, like today's modern country, um, we're not like that at all. Like, sure. Uh, my brothers will bash on it. I'll bash. On, I mean, I'll bash on any genre if I think it's not that funny. But I mean, I try not to. You know, I, try, I know everyone likes different things, and that's cool. But uh, we were never like. I think we a few times people would pay us to. Um, we'd play at weddings, and they'd like request a Zach Brown song. So we had a few like country songs sure. in our. But we weren't ever like, oh, I want to learn that, you know, Zach Brown song. It was just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, we're getting paid to do it, so we'll do it. <laughs> so um, tolerating Zach Brown. <laughs> one of the hazards of the job. Well, we actually played. He was actually at, at a bar one time we were playing at. And uh, <laughs> and they came up think- and he was like, can you play? His- Go ahead. Uh, every rose has a thorns, my favorite, my favorite song. <laughs> Uh, I'm um, sort of. Well, <laughs> they looked like they were having a great time, but let's just say we don't remember any any well, him or his band leaving any tips. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see what you say. <laughs> and again, I'm not bashing. I don't. I don't know any. Uh, maybe hey, listen, there was. You dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But we would run into random, you know, some random kind of celebs there here and there that, and we, you know, the bartenders are going around. Oh, that's so and so, and that's so. And me and my brothers, you got to also remember, we were homeschooled and, and pretty sheltered growing up. Yeah. Um, I, I, my brothers figured stuff out easier than me, but I was like very, my, my parents were really strict when I was younger. And, yeah. And in a good way, though, I, I appreciate, looking back, I appreciate it. Um, I did uh, five but, years in homeschool. Oh, okay. There's a did, lo- you li- did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of uh, resented it at the time and like immediately afterward, but... Uh, I just didn't know, you know, I didn't know anything and I just wanted to socialize with people, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, but looking back, I'm totally grateful that I had, you know, it would have probably been better to have more, uh, years at home outside on, of that public education, uh, on a, on po- a side, poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a, absolutely. On a side note, um, like my kids, I have a almost 14 year old and almost 12 year old. They're in middle school. Um, the older two are, and they come home every day and are rolling their eyes about public school life. And they're like, yeah, if mom would let us homeschool, like uh, if their mom would let, let us homeschool, even though they go between two houses half the time, I would still do it. We did it in 2020 when the lockdowns came. And oh, yeah. honestly it was great though. Cause it was like, we want to do something on, on my week. I could do it. If she wanted to do something in her week. She could do it. It wasn't like we had a strict school schedule where like right now, my my uh, seven and nine year old have to get up at five a.m. to be ready for the bus at six a.m. and mm-hmm. then they don't get home till th- like three. It's like that's like a whole work day for an adult. Like they come home, they're exhausted, they're all grumpy. I'm like, well, what do you expect? And then they have homework on top of that. I'm like, this is uh, oh, this is kind man. of a side note, but this is what what why I'm so grateful for my parents uh, for homeschooling. Um, and I got to focus on the things I I had you know a knack for you know music and stuff, whereas. My, um, at when you're in public school, it's 
you can't put as much energy into that and still get by. You have to make you know, make sure you're pa- passing at least. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm definitely loving the idea of homeschooling the kids someday if if they're if we can ever if I can ever swing that with their mother, but we'll see. But anyway, so I, I lo- I'm all for homeschooling, especially now. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> definitely. It just makes more sense the, as time goes on. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Curtis Drums is in the chat and he says, Tell them about Jacob's teacher today. Oh, okay. Uh, I can do that, Kurt. Um my son texted me. He's at his mom's this week, but he texted me and he said, uh let's see, I'll pull it up right here. One of my teachers talked about COVID. She says COVID's back. She acted like we all had gotten jabs. I told her I'd take Ivermectin as a joke to see her reaction. Oh no. And she said, What? <laughs> and she said she said, y'all need to be clean. You need to wash your hands and, and just all that stuff until they get the new boosters, until the new boosters are oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's public school for you. That's middle school right there. I just want to um, say I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Uh, uh, part of me's proud. I mean, part of me's like, well, my kids are are open. Eye- like, their eyes are open yeah. and seeing what I'm telling them and they're seeing what, what's happening in school. And they're going to get to gauge reality, you know, by, based on being in both. And it's I'm I'm pretty proud of them, and, and that's pretty cool that my son's kind of laughing, like I'm going to tell him I, I'm thinking yeah. I met them. <laughs> you're never too young to start trolling the teacher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're going to have to do, I guess, in public school. I don't know. I Definitely. Don't know. Uh, good stuff. So 2017, you moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. When did you start listening to No Agenda? Cousin Mike, I, I believe, tried to hit me in the mouth in 2019, like early 2019. Okay. And I think I had tried it, and I was like, I don't get it. This is, it's like kind of cool. Like they're, they have some good stuff. I'm, I'm sounds like it's my kind of thing, but it, I don't think it was till like the uh, COVID, like where I think it was like the two week close, you know, shut everything down for two weeks to slow the spread, and I was already like this suspicious. And I think that's when, um. I really started, and they were, and those guys were all over it, you know, and they had already been yep. all over it. I just hadn't been listening um, regularly. But then I started listening to it again, and um, I was working at the post office. So when I deliver mail, I have, you know, anywhere from uh, however long my day is. Uh, and once I get out of the office, I can have an earbud in all day long, you know. So, yep. So that's how I started. And so that gave me the time. Um, and I just started, that's when I got hooked, was probably when the, uh, you know, two weeks to slow the spread. That's when I started listening regularly. Nice. Perfect time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny because I, th- I feel like there was a big revolving door that spun around right around that time. Like some people lost their minds and could no longer listen to No Agenda. And a lot of other people like found No Agenda because they had nowhere else to turn. <laughs> and, oh, wow. That's, and that's were losing interesting. their mind. So it was this weird like uh, there was definitely a seismic shift. Mm-hmm. Like people who were like, okay, well, you know, I tolerate your different takes on things, but the pandemic stuff is just too much. And I think there was like a, a not a huge exodus, it was like humongous, but there was definitely some people who like checked out. Yeah, there was a good amount of men overboard for mm-hmm. sure. And then a wow, lot, I wouldn't have thought that. I wouldn't have thought that at all. That's, that's a lot of people also came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's same, the same thing happens with the Trump thing. Definitely. When 2016. Trump, 2016. There were a bunch of people who like 
could f- could handle no agenda who no longer could. And mm-hmm. it was just a wild, uh, it's wild how those cycles happen. We've been listening since, I feel like 2014. Uh, yeah, 2014. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask that. Wow, you guys have been listening a while. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I started similarly because I started getting into podcasts by way of uh, stand-up comedy. I was really getting into comics and like studying stand-ups and like, I would like look at my favorite guys and then see who influenced them and study those guys and then see who influenced those and you know study the um just the tree all the way back and I uh, was trying to do open mics and stuff and so then I would listen to comedians podcasts and was definitely listen to a lot of Rogan back then. Mhm. And I was posting something on Facebook about uh how I had been listening to Rogan and one of my friends just comments and was like um he was a fellow drummer, and he was like, you know, you would really like No Agenda. I was like, all right. I tried it out, and at the time, I worked at a cookie shop. <clears throat> we did, like, uh, cookies for delivery called Hot Box Cookies mm-hmm. in this college town. And so I was like uh, like your Postal Rats now. You know, I could, I could just uh, put on the headphones and just mix cookie dough all day long. Mm-hmm. And then once my dough was mixed for the day, I was out of there. So I, I just, like... You know, drivers would be in and out, and customers would be at the desk, and all I had to do was make dough. I didn't have to interact with anybody else. So, oh yeah, I just kept it rolling. And man, after a few episodes of No Agenda, and like the whole uh, sound quality and the the way they lay the jingles out, and the the actual content, the deconstruction, and um, it just ruined a lot of memes that were going around at the time, like a lot of political (laughs) memes. And so then you'd go over and listen to Rogan, and he'd be like, "Oh, it's so sad that." bring back our girls. You know, we really got to bring back our girls. And then you had heard the whole breakdown of the scenario and, um, Boko Haram and the state department, all this bull crap on no agenda Mm -hmm. and how it was essentially like a scam to get money. (laughs) And you're just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's a scam. So, uh, that's how I kind of got even further scam pilled. That's been kind of a long journey out of life, but, that's when I got in. And so we've just seen like a lot of cycles since then. There's like a lot of like cultural shifts. And when cultural shifts or cultural cycles happen, there, there seems to be a lot of uh, audience churn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's, that's, so you've been listening to that's almost 10 years. It's close to 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of wild to think about. makes me feel like an old man. Yeah, didn't you do some end of show mixes? Because that's that's kind of what started getting me more involved in the community. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've done a couple. Uh, I think I've done literally two, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I'd heard you say something like you had done some. And I was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't know you had any because you know that was like a little niche I kind of found where I I haven't made like a ton, but I've made a few. Yeah, I th- and, uh, I'm trying to remember when I did a couple of mine. I didn't do them too uh, too far apart. Mm-hmm. They were both maybe two or three months apart. Gotcha. Castrating or what is it? Cas- <laughs> cascading, cascading, castrating. Consequences. <laughs> Cas- cascading catastrophic consequences was one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was during the pandemic. From an Amy Glib- uh, Goodman clip that they played, and then uh, the positive. Oh yeah, it was something um, about. Uh, <laughs> a real opt- Dvorak saying he was a real optimist. You know. <laughs> And uh, that was a great clip of him, like, saying, you know, he was, like, self-proclaiming an optimist, and that's where these clips come from. None of this is good. I mean, come on. It's never going to be anything interesting. 
<laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh man, Dvorak's hilarious. <laughs> As his part. Uh, I love listening to him complain. Actually, I know it's some great. people like send notes and they're like, "Oh, come on, it's not." And I think that's oh, it's so funny. It's definitely <laughs> a huge part of the charm for sure. Yeah. Um, but you thought the tech grouch was going to be in a good mood? I mean, I don't know. You know, no agendas. I, I'll kind of go back to you asking me like when I start listening. Yeah, it's kind of it's amazing to me to think. Um, I don't actually know how cousin Mike, my cousin, how he uh, started listening. But from he him hitting me in the mouth to it kind of branching out to what has happened in my life since then is kind of like mind boggling to me. <laughs> it's a bit crazy, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was just some you know kind of I felt like I was kind of like some washed up musician, you know, just taking care of my kids, and my family the best I can, and and maybe I'll play some music someday. But you know, I'm just working, working my butt off, honestly, and listen to this podcast and. And then, you know, I'm, I'm getting into it, I'm like, and then I find out people are just making stuff and saying it in, and the, the whole ecosystem, like, value for value, I'm like, this podcast is so, like, the realest thing I've ever heard, and, and, and the sense of, hey, if you like it, you can keep listening, and if you really like it, if you get value, you can help us out. If you don't like it, turn it off, <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, like no ads, all, all that stuff, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And so I'm just listening, like, I'm a fan now of it, and... And, um, and it kind of became, got more into it on accident. My son, uh, my oldest son, Jacob, he, he was, we were, and I think it, my, my wife might've been my, my keeper wife now, she might've been involved, but they were making jokes about this Disney movie that came out in Kanto and it was, we don't talk about Bruno or whatever. Oh, and then yeah. I said, someone, I can't remember who it was, but they're like, we don't talk about Brandon. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's make something, you know? And, and, um, so, so I spent, uh, well, me and my son and all the kids that were involved, you know, we spent uh, a whole Sunday, I think, just messing around and making that. And then it took me maybe weeks of editing after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because just, I, didn't, I couldn't edit every day. So I, yeah, I'm, wor- I'm working. So just on my limited spare time, make, put that together. And, and to think that just that little thing, kind of getting my foot in the door to this community and just, and just sending it all. And, and someone else sent it to Adam. I didn't even... Yeah, like, I didn't. I think someone else was like, "Hey, check this out!" And then it's a, such a banger. I love that yeah. one. Oh man, I, every time that turns on, it puts me in a good mood. <laughs> Is it on like a SoundCloud or anything around? It, it's not on anything. I've I've actually I've been wondering if I should put these parodies up somewhere and if I would get in trouble and in, in or or not. And Disney is the one people I'm like a little nervous about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you about that. I don't blame you about that. Uh, from my understanding, and now I'm pro- I'm sure that uh, people would shit all over my understanding because I'm just a guy. I'm not a fucking lawyer. I'm not a uh, genius by any means. Right. I don't have a great deal of respect for the law anyway. Uh, but <laughs> from, hey, from I've had lawyers. I've worked with some lawyers, and I've been very disappointed. So you might be <laughs> smarter than many lawyers. I, uh, <laughs> uh, no offense to good lawyers out I'm, there. I'm just a stony guy in his basement. But my understanding of parody law is that you're pretty covered under fair use for parodies. Under most cases, I mean, uh, what's the guy's name? With the he did the dumb Starbucks. You remember that? Ah, uh, I do. I'll have to look it up. Uh, man, he's like a he does comedy show. I mean, there's parodies uh, all over YouTube. So my thought was kind of like. I mean, I should probably be fine. He probably <laughs> he opened up a coffee shop in L.A. and just brewed Folgers coffee and like served dog shit coffee and had mm-hmm. Starbucks logo 
and Starbucks, uh, uh, everything on the cups. Only it said dumb Starbucks. Didn't it wasn't Starbucks. It was dumb Starbucks. <laughs> Nathan Fielder. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Nice. So I'm, th- I'm like he poked the one of the bigger bears. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I've been very close to just um like so close to like oh I just want a piece of artwork to put these parodies up and just have a um I was going to call it Rathities because you know I've been given oh, the yeah, night name you, the, you know Sir TJ the Wrathful so these are my Rathities instead of parodies. Um, but I've been very close to putting it on like, you know, music side project and getting it up there, but, oh, yeah. but I just, it didn't had connect. I was like, I was looking through pictures, trying to think of some cool artwork I could whip up and, and next thing you know, it's, you know, I'm going to work and it didn't happen, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but like, I still want to, cause I, I have, um, I have them downloaded on my phone and every now and then I'm, I just, it's like in a playlist and I'll just put on all the parodies and I just. You know, being my own little world, world out delivering mail, rocking out to we don't talk about Brandon or whatever. Everything's a scam or whatever. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, that's actually on my notes. I wanted to ask you why wrathful. What's the what's the origin story behind the TJ the wrathful name? Okay, this is a very meaningful um, story for me. Um, uh, so when I was growing up, my parents. Uh, kind of had there's another family at the church we were going to and they got our families together all the time and uh it our our both our families are very musical from young ages so um they had kids you know there's um there's a bunch of kids in our family a bunch of kids and we all had similar ages so my friend in that family was his name was miles and he was also the oldest of 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 the siblings in his family and um so we were about six years old. I remember when we started, our family started having us, you know, get together for, so we had some friends <laughs> and, uh, cause we were homeschooling at the time. Sure. Like I was homeschooling my whole life. So, so they got, got some friends and, um, and they, they were awesome friends f- for us. And Miles was like my only, um, consistent friend all growing up from the time I was six till I was, you know, in my twenties, like, and, and we grew up making, um, he he his his dad played drums and so he played drums i was kind of learning guitar and then i wanted to play drums too so you know they were teaching me drums and but we would get together from one time we were very little just jam and make up stupid words stupid melody like it was every time we'd get you know and growing up we'd just get get together and or we'd make movies we started making we had a little camera with like a three megapixel like h hp like crappy digital camera when they were first coming out sure and uh we go out in the backyard it took like 30 second video clips with no sound and his dad was pretty techie so he had like some you know uh, i think it's called sony made something called i think it was called vegas uh hmm. like some some program video at the time this was like 2000 early 2000s probably okay and uh because because we were only when we started doing these videos and learning music we were probably 10 11 years old gotcha and uh so so we'd always just you know get together and make some type of media or something. We call them our wacky one productions. We had this whole like, um, <laughs> you know, to name, like it was our business or something. And we'd make these videos and we'd show them to, you know, our, our parents and our brother or siblings and friends and, and everyone just, they thought we were stupid, but hilarious. Cause, and we thought we were hilarious, you know, and, and it's <laughs> terrible if, if you're, um, if you ever saw something, it'd be terrible. But so we just grew up doing life together, you know, like, yeah, like I had all my brothers and he had his brothers and sister too and, and everything when we, and you know, we were all pretty good friends for being siblings. And, uh, but it was, it was kind of like that one friend that, you know, 
um, he's he's my friend, you know. Like, yeah, all, all my brothers, they're you're my friends too, but like, this is my my buddy, you know. Yeah. And so he was like my best friend growing up, and I, I'm trying to figure out how to make this story not too long, but it's very meaningful. So, um, it needs a little backstory. Sure. So we grew up doing all this music, and we started writing together when we were maybe 13, 14 years old. We started like recording, um, like rock, making our own songs, and and learning how to record and make songs together. And we had this little band. I don't. We called it 18 Sundays, our band, simply because when our families were all together, we went and got hot fudge Sundays one day, and there were 18 of us. Oh, my God. <laughs> 18 Sundays. That's yeah. ridiculous. So so, um, so we had this band called 18 Sundays, and we'd go play at, like, youth groups and stuff. And we were pr- probably actually looking back pretty terrible, but we were, like, just having the time of our lives, you know, and, like, we thought it was awesome. And um, the recordings that I have are, are pretty fun to listen to. Um, but so so we did all this stuff together. Time goes on, um, you know, I end up getting married very young. He gets married pretty young, too. Our paths are kind of, um, we always stayed in touch for, for most for the most part, but our paths kind of divided a little bit once I started touring, because um, now I'm not in my hometown where he sure. is. And so we kind of didn't get to stay connected for uh, a few years, but then um, after a bit, uh, we kind of lost touch for maybe a year or two, which was really sad. And then eventually I was like, hey, why aren't we talking? What's going on? And like, Let's make sure we, you know, we we're like brothers, you know, yeah. we grew up together, and so then we got really, really tight again. It's awesome, and 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 in um, I ended up. I'm gonna make the story shorter just to help you guys. Uh, we ended up. I ended up hitting him in the mouth. Um, okay, I, and and he uh, he's been through a lot of uh, difficult. He had been through a lot of difficult things, and 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 I won't get into that, but. Um, and, and so had I. I had got, gone through a very rough divorce and, and all these things. And so we had each other, like, we didn't live in the same town anymore, but we talked, like, if not every day, every other day. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things where we could, the world's going crazy, too. There's, you know, in 2000, 2021, 20, 20, all this stuff's going on. Yep. Um, that's just insane. Um, and we're both like, what the heck is all this crap going on? <laughs> you know, because we grew up in, in this, like, like the world was ours to conquer, and now all of a sudden it's like, no, this place is a piece of pile of crap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and no we're doubt. learning all this, and um, and so I hit him in the mouth, and he starts donating to No Agenda, and yeah. and the next thing I know, um, he he does a switcheroo, and it's like, and uh, says, hey, um, give this to my buddy, my best buddy TJ, and um. And knight him, uh, Sir TJ the Wrathful, but understandably so. And the reason for that is because <laughs> while we're going through all this crap, whether it's our divorces and, you know, our hard stuff with our kids, you know, just hard real life stuff that, you know, we were there for each other, we would go on, basically call each other and go on rants for hours about, you know, <laughs> like we're angry rants about the stupid people in our lives. It is situations. on, folks. It is on. It is and on. And I think I probably ranted a lot more than him, although he did definitely did too. And and so I think that's why he chose that name for me. And um and not long after in so he, that was in I'm trying to remember when that would have been late 2021 maybe okay um um and so last January he unexpected unexpectedly passed away. Oh man, his family didn't know. Um, well, he was sick. He didn't, he was suspicious that, he, and I, I had no idea also. Like it was just one day all of a sudden 
like I had texted him a few days earlier, like, hey, you want to play some Xbox or something? And then the next thing I know, I get a, a call from his family saying, we're flying out to the state he lives in. Um, he He's not responding. We don't know what's happening. Please pray for pre, please pray for him. And I never got to talk to him again. Um, and uh, it, it just went from this really tight relationship our whole lives. And I, you know, I always dreamed of, you know, our, our families going on vacations together, you yeah. know, just living our lives. And then it was just, just gone just like that and he ended up having um oh, i can't think of i i i understand it as a cancer in its blood i can't remember the, the name of it and and ended up shutting his whole uh, kidneys and everything liver everything live liver his liver just shut down Damn. and all stuff and and i had seen him maybe three weeks he came out and visited um he came out and visited me with his son he had a, a two or three-year-old son and um and we spent you know a bunch of time uh together just you know going through all our old crazy stuff and all this stuff and uh and then three weeks later is um yeah he was he passed away unexpectedly unexpectedly so that is why i was like i that night name um is is so meaningful to me because he he's left that name to me and now it's kind of something easy to remember for people like he created this he he gave me this name it's kind of how i feel that's crazy and and i want to use it and 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 use it, you know, for what it's worth. And so I'm doing my best to do that. And and while this all this was happening is when I'm also just starting to kind of make you know make this meet this community of no agenda people. Yeah. And, you know, just doing little end of show mixes or or just you know, and, and so all this stuff is happening. And and he got to see it starting, but he never got to see where he like we didn't have any of this music thing stuff out, which yeah. is a huge part of all our music and all this stuff. And he never got to see that. And, but it's, it's, uh, you know, I kind of owe a lot of it to him. And so that's why I'm Sir TJ, the wrathful. That's all incredible, of, man. Yep. Well, all because of my friend, Miles Fonda, which he also has, he has music on SoundCloud. I don't know if you can play something, but we could play something fun in his honor. If, if you can get yeah. to SoundCloud, uh, what should I pick, uh, pick up? So if you search Miles Fonda in SoundCloud and there'll be a picture, a black and white picture of him wearing yep. glasses. If you go to, let's go to a fun one. I, and he's, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I like the old Star Wars movies. Okay. Um, just I grew up with them. Yeah. And this might be fun for some listeners. Let's play Emo Stormtrooper. This is a, just a fun, stupid uh, song we wrote when we were, you know, probably 14 or 15 years old. And I was playing guitar and he was singing and, and we made this little thing. It's, it's a little bit long, so if you feel like you need to cut it short or anything, that's fine. But uh, it's I, I think it's enjoyable. And if you like Star Wars, you'll, you might enjoy it. All right. Emo Stormtrooper uh, by Miles Fonda. Mm-hmm. I was there for it all And now I'm here alone Underneath the moon that's shining As the rain falls down My remorse from my own Incompetence is pounding in my head How could I fall so hard? How could I fail so fast? Is the whole universe against me? I just tried to do what I was told was right And though the odds were on my side I was taken down by that Jedi Knight And who could have told me otherwise? He walks to me by surprise I'm just an 
Fucking right. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. That was great. And believe it or not, there's like five more verses. We always had a problem with like way too many words. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, man, I could Once that got going, man, I could There was no point where I could stop that early. Uh, I wanted I wanted to sing along to it, though. <laughs> comes in, Just trying to do it. I was told it was right. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, oh, man. man. That's killer. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm interested in this whole uh, budding, if you will, of the of the music movement and before we get into that and sort of the transition between uh end of show mixes and and what you got doing now i do want to catch up on some boosts because of course this is uh what we call a new live son of a bitch this is a new live (laughs) son of a bitch and you can boost us live in real time with a nude podcast app over at nudepodcastapps.com and uh coming in 
I did want to shout out Mary Kate Ultra fifty five fifty five on that Hog Story Trumpy song. Uh, speaking of decentralized music, uh, Carolyn and Fletcher over there put out "Everything Is Lit," which was a. It's basically all the hits. It's like the album version of the show they did uh, with you, Lorian, yeah. as a guest after an A. Music jams, poetry slams. That's right. The music jams and poetry slams turned into everything is lit. And uh, Mary Kate Ultra says, I love it. I love the people. <laughs> uh, which is part of the Hog Story Trumpy story. Uh, or the Hog Story Trumpy song. Which I think is the greatest end of show mix I've ever made yeah. so far. It's a great uh, one. That was awesome. Uh, 1,200 sats from Curtis Drums. Oh, thanks, Curtis Drums. There's my brother, one of my little brothers. He is uh, in the bowl, also in the chat. If you want to join us, we're over at the uh, hashtag bowl after bowl that you can join in uh, the irc.zeronode.net uh, IRC network. Then uh, we got 2,000 sats coming in from, uh, again, Curtis. Curtis Drums mm-hmm. again. He's hitting us from Podcast Guru both times. Um, this we're one says. That one. This one says, TJ's the banjo goat. Uh, <laughs> are you using um, Podcast Guru on a mobile phone? or uh, what's Yeah, we're, we've been using the app. He's using the app. Okay. Um, and I've tried it on the on web, and it's it's not working great on web yet. Gotcha. Uh, for, for us. Like, it doesn't have half the podcast. I don't really understand why. Interesting. Hmm. But, but in the app, I've noticed whatever is in the index, it's like, it's it's right with that okay and, it, and it's working really well um, for that for the app um once they get a uh, i think the value time splits going then i'll be really happy because i don't know if they're doing that yet yeah it's it's so cool to like have been following this thing and just watch as it kind of just organically has been built out by people who are just passionate about the project i love open source stuff like that where it's it's more about an idea and some higher level concepts and ideals than some kind of a company that's in here to, you know, take advantage of people and <laughs> I don't know, just just make money. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a, a whole community of people who have a higher like goal in mind. Uh, so let's see. Bully Steed was up next. She came in with thirty three thirty three out of Fountain. You know her has Bully Steed. Yeah, or Boosty Steed. She gave us a big bad boost. She said, welcome to the bowl, TJ. Another great interview in the making. And it's been a fantastic time so far. Eastside... Oh, there's another one. By the way, that that is the sound of boosts hitting the node in real time. And uh, a third of that goes over to Sir TJ. Oh, thank you. For his time tonight. Yeah, so. and forever and ever. Forever. Once this episode is published. That's right. If so you're, awesome. If you're listening and it's not live, and maybe... It's not any longer September 1st, 2023, but it's some other day in the future. You can still boost, and they go to the same place. That's the beautiful, so, beautiful thing about the tech. So cool. I love it. Uh, 11.11 is next from Stephen B. Oh, yeah. He's also hanging out in the chat. Uh, out of CurioCaster, his, uh, his very own baby there. And <laughs> his boost says, Fucking homeschoolers, you bunch of weirdos. No wonder you're so unsocialized. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he adds in parentheses here proud homeschool father here raising freedom minded independent lifelong learners very nice, nice. Oh, awesome Steven he's a man he is he's a uh, he is the man 
Oh yeah. He's definitely uh the wild man when it comes to running with scissors out on the edge of the horizon. I don't know what time zone he's in, but he's stayed up to like I don't know, two in the morning helping me fix stuff. <laughs> I believe he's a Texan. Okay. I, so it's probably two if in I the remember right. <laughs> Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, <clears throat> Booberry was next up. Excuse me. Got a little flimmy dim. Uh, Booberry was next, 17,776, with his uh, patented extended freedom boost. And, Thanks, boobs. Uh, appreciate you, boobs. Most indeed. He says, scoff in the law, scoff in the law, and has linked an MP3, which I simply must... Uh, Indulge Intellectual here. property rights are very important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta have something to wipe my ass with. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> uh, 11,821 sats next up from Pfeiffer out of CurioCaster. Pfeiffer. Thanks, Pfeiffer. He says, ahoy! Yeah. So, ahoy there. To you as well. My fellow Missourian down there. Uh, just down the road to the south. A side note, when we uh, were doing Branson, we had a house in Springfield, Missouri. Oh, nice. So we were there for a little bit for Missourians, which I guess isn't close. How far is that's pretty like what? Three, four hours from Kansas City or uh, it's like three hours. Yeah, right? like a three hour shot. So it's not like right next door. OK, yeah. I didn't think it was, but I was like, anyways, continue. yeah. It's like the triangle you can drive of most populated cities in Missouri, the KC and St. Louis and uh, Springfield. Gotcha. gotcha. And then Columbia is kind of in the middle of KC and St. Louis. I will the say the summers in Missouri were, were were ridiculously high. It was cooler in the Keys, actually. <laughs> I believe that, yeah, with the ocean breeze coming off. and Yeah. Uh, probably not quite as humid either. Yeah. Anyways, that's a side note. <laughs> Uh, next up was Bo- Bowley Steed again. She is coming in Bowley with thirty three thirty three from Fountain, and she says Star Wars song Stormtroopers and uh, has a bowling emoji for us. Aw, so Let's boost go. boosts up for Bowley Steed. Cheers, and then twenty two twenty two. That's four ducks in a row from Stephen B. Out of CurioCaster. He says Beware of Banjo is a beautiful badass album. Aw, thanks. How many B's can you put in one boost, Stephen B? <laughs> it's impressive. Oh, man. So that catches us up to now. But uh, as you hear, those pins knock over. Those are more boosts coming in. And we appreciate all of our boosters there. Definitely. Um, That's so cool. And it's a fun, uh, a fun little deal to just kind of have another participation uh, mechanism and a value uh, feedback mechanism. It's really change the way we do all of our stuff um i'm interested to kind of get back into our full origin journey because yours is a pretty awesome one and it kind of just spans really if you think about it your origin story for all of us it spans our whole life but yours is building up to this sort of point that's like kind of blossoming out right now i i do have to say um i felt like i was in a i mentioned you know, I'm washed up musician. I'm just my purpose is just to you know provide for my family, yeah, take care of my kids. I was, um, I was kind of in a little bit of a, uh, I was very cynical and and a little bit negative on on outlook on everything. Sure, and um, 
And the No Agenda community and with everything going on just slowly started putting pieces together in my life. And and um, it's kind of given me a whole fresh, like a, a do-over or something. Um, and <laughs> it, But it's not just for me. Like I, I love play, making music and I'm, I'm pretty good at it and I want to do that. But I understand like you got to have people who who value that yep and 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 so just just whole thing kind of i i think i use might have told this story on the pod our first episode of the podcast where when i heard adam curry playing bloodshot lies um on the boosted grand ball like i was like in the rain delivering mail and i was like crying because <laughs> you know? i had been through so much stuff i just thought my music days and it, again i'm not trying to make it about me but it is like a little about me just like it's a little about you know it's not all about spencer but it is some about spencer sure. you know it's, it's it's all we all have well, things you, we we dreams we want to do things we, that we yeah. love to do that you're you know you're made to do maybe mm-hmm. and uh uh i've always thought my whole life i was like i'm made to make music and and then when things didn't work out, it was it, I kind of got bitter about music for a little bit, yeah. and and um, somehow I it just with all all the no agenda community and, and things happening, it it kind of turned around on its own. Like it was nothing I did, if that makes sense. Like <laughs> it I mean, makes I, absolute I, I make sense. Music, yeah. It was just and we might say I, it makes nothing but sense. I, I, I would say it's like a god thing or something because yeah, it's it's. I couldn't have planned this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, to be here right now talking with you guys and to have music on this value for value thing that just Adam Curry and all these um, Stephen B and all these other people who are making these podcasts or make I just you I couldn't have planned this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I so, love I love that because you're right. It's it's like we all are uh, the first player character in our own universe, but mm-hmm. this whole thing works and value for value works because of the network and because of the people who believe in it and who also came came before us and and built it Mm -hmm. out you know and Mm -hmm. we're just kind of helping add bricks to the thing because we showed up and we see it and everyone else is building it and we see that it's beautiful and so Mm -hmm. we just kind of jump in and help build it like and i know adam says it all the time but it's true like connection is protection like you're you were helping me you were willing to just put our music on your uh server or however that you know in and um, just that, and now I I want to do that for other people. Even yeah. though you know I want I want I'm not like oh I don't want anyone else on here. This is my thing. You know I'm, I'm sure. figuring it out. Like no, that is the opposite of my attitude. I want everyone to find this because it's. I mean, we're doing like real life and connecting in ways that the mainstream d- apparently doesn't want us to do. Otherwise, we'd be doing it. You know yeah. that that everyone would be doing this if if they understood it, but. I think society doesn't want us to understand it. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Well, it's, it's, it's dangerous because all of this kind of stuff frees us and it breaks us out of like the slave traps that society's built for us to, you know, extract our money and our joy and, and mm-hmm. uh, just make us miserable little shits that pay taxes and go to sleep just to wake up to do it again tomorrow instead of being free to learn and be smart enough to have, you know, build ways around the scams not be like direct participants of all that yeah i feel like society especially this is a back to public school thing it's trying to make people feel like 
this is the normal, and you do this. Yep. You go to school, you do this, you, you go to college, you could do this, you spend this money, you get this loan, you get this mortgage, you do this, and then, and then you go to work, pay it all off, and, and that's what you do. And that's or just else what you do. You're going to yeah. end up living in a van <laughs> down by the river. Which I did, although it was down by the ocean. But you know, That um, sounds like a great. <laughs> the older I get, the better living in a van down by a river sounds like. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I've, I'm trying to tell my kids, you know, like in, in, and I kind of try to open their mind because they're in public school right now. They don't have a choice with, sure. uh, you know, being 50-50 custody. Yep. And it's like, I'm trying to tell them, look, the world is, you know, I want you to be excited to be here, but it is like a sense of good and evil going on. Definitely, and, yeah. And and they don't want you to know that. They just want you to think this is what you do. This is normal and mm-hmm. you, everything should be provided for you and everything should be this, this and that. And, and it's like... No, there are po- dark things going on, and, and then there are good things going on, and yep. and, and trying to decipher through all that is where what we have to deal with every day. <laughs> so, um, and yeah. so I don't I don't know I just don't want them to be, to be mindless zombies like oh give me my screen let me just you know everything me 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 I just want to feel you know I want to enjoy every second and everything and be entertained my whole life and right. know, have everything given to me like no. No. Yeah, you, I'm also a realist, though. I'm always like, hey, I, w- I want you guys to work towards your dreams, but, um, you know, because you got to aim for something or you're not going to get anything. Absolutely. But you, it, you might not hit what you, you were aiming for at first, you know, or at second or a thousand times. Again, I thought I was done. I really thought I was just like, oh, maybe, you know, someday I'll have a little time and I'll just like make a little recordings on my own. And, you know, I just have it for my kids when I die. They can <laughs> look back and be like, oh, listen, yeah. the dad did that in his closet by himself, you know. <laughs> Well, I have, uh, I, it kind of occurs to me that it might be interesting to uh, help tell the story of this bridge and this transition by telling my origin story of Sir TJ and like how you came on my radar, Okay, which all started with uh, when you went on the Sunday morning two-hour folk hour and you uh, were a guest with... Uh, um, with Rusty Apples over there and, and, and Pfeiffer, who just boosted in earlier. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to hear how you got hooked up with those guys and uh, went on the uh, on the folk hour. Yeah, it all basically was because I finally took the time to figure out how to boost. I was like, man, people are getting involved in this community, and all they had to do was simply uh, take 5, 10, 15 minutes maybe if you're really struggling to figure this thing out. Yeah. So I figured out, you know, I was like, I don't know what a node is. I, you know, I, I sort of have understandings of that now, but I, I didn't understand any of that. But I was like, okay, I can just I need some to put some stuff in my, in a, I mean, a wallet. I need to hook it up to this, you know, and I'm just looking up how to do it. And so I get sure. all that figured out. And, um, and I forget. Oh, I figured out too that no agenda stream. I started figuring out that, oh, there's a the stream is 24 seven. I don't really understand who runs it or who picks what goes on it or, yeah. Or, you know, how the time slots were. I, you know, I'm just finding these different things. And, and it actually is Podcast Addict that was very easy for me to just see what's on the stream, that app. Oh, I, I interesting. Love, I, I don't know. So I was using that app, and that's how I found the stream. And I could just go in my Podcast Addict app, go to the No Agenda stream in the radio. Like, if, if you ever look at it, it says, like, radio stations. You go to that, and I have the No Agenda stream in there. And I could just hit that and hear whatever's on the stream, like, oh, geez. anytime. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I, I've, I, I've used Podcast Attic is the one I've used the longest. Uh, I honestly, I've messaged or you know tried to post to them and said, 
you uh, I use your app more than any other app at the moment, except it, I can't boost in it. So I'm constantly switching to other apps, which all the a lot of the other apps were great too. But I, for some reason, Podcast Addict has been, you know, I'm out working, I'm doing stuff. I it just it it worked very easy. It's fast. It's 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 just always been good for me. Anyways, on my device, a good yeah. experience. But yeah, you know, I, I couldn't do it on that. Anyways, long I forget. We'll go back to Pfeiffer and how. I boost them in because I, I just randomly went to the radio station on a Sunday morning. I, did, I don't even know if I really understood that this was a regular thing, but they're yeah. like, oh, we're live, the two-hour folk hour. I'm listening. Okay, this is interesting. I, I, I'm more like bluegrass and stuff, but I, I, folk is kind of mixed with bluegrass. And then they start playing some like bluegrass stuff that I recognize. Yeah. And I hear a voice that I'm like, this sounds like a girl I used to, uh, me and my brothers used to play uh when we'd play festivals this, if this girl got hired she'd ask us to be her backup band and her name was aj lee and um and so i was like this sounds a lot like aj lee so i'm i sent a boost and it's like i don't know what that last song was or what you guys are playing but it sounded a lot like a you know someone i used to uh my, me and my brothers used to back up uh, at festivals uh aj lee and they're like, oh, that wasn't her. I don't, oh, and they were like, but we know who she is, and all this stuff. And nice, you know. And you're like, if if you know who AG, AJ Lee is, you know what you know some of your stuff. And they're you know they're like kind of okay. talking me up, like Very like nice. I knew the bluegrass world, which I I did. I'm not haven't been in it in the bluegrass world for a little bit now, but I I was. I'm a banjo player essentially. Sure. I mean, I, I play every a lot of different things, not everything, but a lot of different. But I played banjo. That was my main instrument forever. It's what I'm best at, and um. So, you know, I'm like, they're like, oh, we should uh, talk to this guy more often. So so we connected that way just through me taking the time to boost and interact in that, in that with that, you know, way. You, you, and, so and so, you put some value in is what you're mm-hmm, trying to tell yep, me. Yeah, I put then, some value in. And once you did, even more value started to come back out to you. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, is that is that how it works? Is this, oh how, my is this, is this some kind of phenomenon you, of like how it literally that? works? Did everyone hear that out there? <laughs> So I put some value in, and then they just start saying, "Hey, maybe we could have you on sometime." And, and I was just like, uh, yeah, "Sure, I mean, <laughs> I'm happy to. I don't, I don't, I, I've never really been on a podcast or anything, but uh, I've been on stage and played music in the past. It's like I've never done similar. a podcast. I do one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we connected, and um, and and that's just that's also how I found. Uh, I think probably how I found Bull after Bull because I would listened. After I was on the morning folk hour, I listened through to, I think, was it Fletcher? They had Hog Story, and they had, um, it was like yeah, slams that, and poetry that was slams the, or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the musical jams and poetry And then slams. I heard that Pfeiffer was going to be on, I think it was Bull after, uh, you know, Bulls with Buds, or, yep. you know, he's going to be on with you guys. And so I listened to that, too. I was like, oh, this is this is all so connected. This is so freaking cool. Yeah. And, and so basically I found, you know... Bowl after bowl, and 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 you guys threw them, and um, and then you, I'm like, oh, and then I start f- realizing you guys, you know, all interact with value. Yeah, and, it's just one those, big happy family, man. Absolutely, and, and this is a beautiful thing. So I was like, and then when I just start chiming in here and there, nice to you talking about music stuff, which I've, this yeah. is really this is really cool, Spencer. I and Lorian, I've been saying or thinking in my head for maybe you know the last year and a half or so, like if I just made a, an album on like and put it on podcast like episodes and like i'm just like having these ideas and then i find out that you guys already did it <laughs> and, and i'm like oh this is exactly what i'm thinking about yes. so you know, I'm, I'm looking into it and i was like because i was like 
I, don't, I hadn't seen it. I hadn't come across it. I was like, am I really the first person to have had this idea? Like, I can't be, you know, like I'm like going crazy <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and then you guys had had the idea and, and you did your album and um, with, with Abel, Abel and the Wolf. Yep. And, uh, and I was like, okay, so I could do this. And then I start hearing just, just the timing was insane. They start talking about or Adam and yep. Dave start talking about uh, music in podcasts. Yep. And I was like, this is what exactly what I've been thinking I want to do. <laughs> this is crazy. And, and, and uh, so th- after that, I was just kind of like, I took a hard dive into listening and ke- trying to catch up and trying to learn all these things and, li- and you know, all these podcasts yeah. and figure out how I can be a part of it. And, um, and so here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> indeed. A, here we incredible. are. And, and we're still just getting started. I mean, this is still like the early awakening days of yeah, it. Uh, absolutely. Really what we've been, cause for me, man, I've been really beating myself up and been very hard on myself internally um, ever since in this big time between when we put our album out and only just recently because we were in a situation where uh, we put our album out and then to get people to listen to it, you'd have to get them to go and download a podcasting app, mm-hmm. which people who are listening to music don't really necessarily have any prior experience with a podcasting app in a lot of cases and then you're trying to get them a weird podcasting app that's kind of newer and harder to use than most uh and then you're also talking about this bitcoin stuff uh so there's a lot of different turnoff factors uh especially when applied to music i think podcast is a little bit nerdier and tech adjacent enough that mm-hmm. uh the bitcoin thing is less of a it's less crazy of a sell than maybe somebody who's more passionate about just music Mm -hmm. and so we found that it's really kind of tough to explain to people how to interact with this music and we knew for sure we needed apps that would play music in a music forward experience you know yeah pull up a feed and be able to start with the first song and just play the whole thing through or be able to pick and choose and build a playlist and or make a mix or, you know, all the things that you expect to be able to do with music. Right. And just have it work. Um, and so a lot of that's being pioneered right now, but I mean, me, I'm still such a, a green developer and I didn't even really touch or do a single thing in development until the, the last uh, turn of the the decade, like the 2020, you know? Hey, did you see what uh, Stephen B said in the chat? What is uh whenever I'm testing my code against a music feed, I always use Abel and the Wolf in honor of it being a pioneer in the space. Oh well, thank <laughs> you, Steve would be. Let's go. That's so sweet, man. Yeah, uh and shouts out mad to Stephen B because he's been really the number one guy uh developing bridges for people to um use the new stuff as soon as it drops in a uh in a non-proprietary way, like just in an open source way. Um, a lot of these different solutions, um, I don't know. It, it just kind of depends. The big thing that I worried about and really had dread about was uh, Wavelake and coming out in the way that it did and um, building momentum in the way that it did. I really started getting fearful that the... Uh, the ideals and the values about uh, decentralization and self-hosting and, and actually getting free from the 
traditional music industry and middlemen was going to get lost in the uh, momentum and excitement. And you are the guy that really turned it around for me. Um, and <laughs> I was kind of, uh, I, I was really blown away and, and impressed by your music and your, uh, your time on, on the folk hour. And then, you know, when you were asking me questions, I kind of was, uh, done i was just kind of i was i wanted to stay silent and not like ruffle feathers or cause bullshit uh between anybody but when wave lake just really wasn't responding to anything uh privately i was like well i gotta start talking about it and like just getting you know anything to happen on the on the self-hosted side of things because it's an important factor in my mind to the whole system like value for value works best if you're on your own infrastructure and you can actually uh, be the, be the boss and own your own music, own your own art, you know, own your own RSS feed and value tags. Yeah. Um, when you, and you opened my eyes to that in, in, you know, I, I guess I'd call the rant that you had about wave Lake, but it was a good rant and it, there was meaning behind it. And you weren't actually, you know, you were very, um, I think you were very, uh, affair with them you know you weren't like hating on them or anything yeah and and, um, and for clarity for people who listen to this i still think that wave lake won't operate the same way that it does now forever uh i just don't think it's like sustainable in the long term but like we're in such early days right now that it doesn't matter much right they could do a lot of things wrong and it wouldn't matter because they're doing enough and making it making it easy and so i've also had this big struggle uh, of trying to differentiate between making this technology easier and dumbing it down or making this technology easier in terms of making it more accessible, right? Yeah. See, and the thing with... Go ahead. Making it easier to learn and just teaching people better, I think, is what we really need to focus on. But not in a way that makes you a customer. I don't want to dumb it down because I don't want to dumb people down. Like, I think that is a big reason of why we got so screwed as a society over, over time is because we've been dumbing things down. So for so long, like we got to empower people, teach people, smarten them up. Like we don't want to dumb. If, if, if improving the technology comes at the cost of dumbing it down, I'm not interested in that sort of improvement. Like, and I'm not interested in that sort of use adoption. Well, wave Lake to me is so, sort of closed, for example. And I saw a post by Stephen B um, where he was like, hey, I'm going to put people who are self-hosting, they're going to appear first in Music Side Project. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool because, you know, you see all these wave lakes that, that might I mentioned a lot of them are being added by people they don't even know to the index. And yeah. I, I'm not, I don't think that's bad. I don't, know, I don't know what to think about that at the moment. I'm not trying to say don't do that. I'm not trying to, yeah, I don't know. But I think they're kind of getting a service there for free and yeah. they don't, they're not providing, you know, they're not giving it... And it's not the other way around. We're, exactly. we're self-hosting. We can't be in the, and I, I don't really care about this, but you know, the Wave Lake Top 40 right. or whatever. Like, it's it's only one way. And until yep. they make their you know splits open and until they make it so that if I send a boostagram to someone, they can actually see that, hey, their song had meaning to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, um... It is. I understand that musicians who are like, I can't figure out this hosting thing, and they can just you know go over there and set up an account, and they just kind of do everything for yeah. them. I, I understand that, but and so I guess it's good for that way. But I don't think 
that it's gonna like well sustain itself because somebody can just say oh i'm just gonna boost myself all these sats and or you know somebody or their their dad their mom can just you know, and they're the top one forever you know i yeah i'm not saying that's happening i don't know i'm, I'm not trying to you know make you know accusations that aren't true i'm just saying there's all these thoughts and questions in my head that i'm like it it doesn't really make sense if they're going to be like closed like they are if yeah. for what we're trying to do um, right well it, so i feel like i'm hating on them i'm not trying to hate <laughs> on them i'm just like I, i'm just have i have questions are you guys are they working on opening it are they working on being transparent in the are they going to have splits um, um i don't uh, know are they doing they, that they, they, from what i hear they're very busy that's the definite thing that i can uh Relay. Well, they're very busy because um, people see that they're getting, you know, Satoshis from the Booster Grand Ball from, so people are just yeah. motivated to, and I feel like that's, that's cool and it's, it's okay if that's motivating you, but well, you guys need to keep getting the technology to go along with what we're, the point of what we're trying to do is like you were saying. So I kind of started out with the mindset of like, I'm going to convince, um, you know, these guys to adopt some of this stuff. And I, I tried that a little bit longer than I tried to like convince people to build lightning nodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ultimately gave it up for the same reason because you can't, at least in my experience, you can't really actually truly convince people. Mm-hmm. People have to convince themselves or they're not really convinced. Um, there's kind of wishy-washy people who will go their own way, but they're not like making web applications or doing things like that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the kind of people that are developing or the kind of people that are, um, in charge a captain of any given ship are going to make their own decisions and it's not some idiot like me who's going to come along and say hey you should do this because i know something you don't know you know they're they're gonna be like all right sure kid so i think you're doing a good job spencer of not trying to tell people hey this is right this i mean i got it right you're 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 trying to enlighten people to help themselves which if you said kind of at the start of this and i think that's the way to keep going because um we have some uh, my buddy Ryan Fonda. That's actually Miles Fonda's little brother. Okay, yeah, I don't know if you heard Ryan Fonda had some uh, some of his song played on Booster Grand Ball. He said he just you know I said hey you should check this out. This is Adam Curry. Um, I'm I'm we're doing some music stuff and he he might play one of our songs and mm-hmm. maybe he could play yours too. And he just went up and did Wave Lake because he heard Adam say it. Sure, that's, that's it. He wasn't yep. he didn't he didn't it wasn't like oh I, I don't I don't want to put in the work or I'd figure out how to do it myself. It was just like, oh, Adam mentioned Wave Lake, and he looked it up, and he's like, oh, I can just do this, and he just put it in. Well, I think yeah. that uh, another thing about this whole um, phenomenon is artists, as they start to learn more and understand more, um, especially artists that are already willing to take a chance and uh, put their stuff out value for value, they're going to discover how things work, and they're going to learn mm-hmm. more about you know, all of the different offers out there, the different deals out there. And just like, you know, which record companies to avoid signing a deal with, you know, uh, eventually which players to avoid giving your shit away to. And it's just going to, I think, I think naturally, as long as we're, uh, just vocal about how things work, Mm -hmm. people, people are smart. Artists are smart enough to get it. And, uh, you were smart enough. And that's what really gave me joy and kind of clicked in my head. What, what the proper, and uh right way forward is is we're just going to do our stuff decentralized and truly own it all and show people how to do that and it's it's better that way like we'll just demonstrate that it's better we don't have to win some kind of argument we can just do it by showing this is how uh you have fun with it and this is how you still own all your stuff Mm -hmm. and when you did your stuff uh 
And when Make Heroism released his stuff, because he's another kind of big chunk of that, yeah. uh, I just had more. That's when it occurred to me, there's going to be cool shit that you can't listen to in Wave Lake. And it's going to, people are going to want to boost that too. Yeah. So um, I think it's just a matter of time before the walls come down around that particular garden. But until then, like the proper thing to do while we wait is just put cool stuff out that is decentralized and that is self self hosted. Mm-hmm. And to like, I, I, I think I'm opening my friend Ryan's eyes. Like, Hey, I I've sent you some booths and other people might be sending you some boostograms, you know, a, a message attached there. He has no idea. Yeah. Like nothing. And that's kind of, and for and me as an artist, you know, for how, me as an artist, that is a huge deal to interact with your listeners. Of course. That is, yeah. that is, that was ma- what makes, will give you any success. If you don't interact with your listeners, I mean, you don't give a, you don't give a flip about it. Yeah. And you it know, makes like, it fun for the listeners People aren't going to care too. about it. I mean, yeah. everybody can be a part of that no matter where they're at or their situation. They can just be a, a part of that. And uh, I did, speaking of being a part of it, I scrolled by and didn't see Eastside Tony sent us 420 sets. Oh, nice. And he said, Bong hits in the hood for you. <laughs> nice. At a pod verse there. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, you just, um, when when you came along, that's what lit the light bulb in my head of like, I've been wasting all this emotional energy. Even like, I haven't really gotten, um, <laughs> I mean, there's a, in my younger days where I just would have like, uh, maybe said and done some stupid shit to people, but mm. I wasted a lot of internal emotional energy on, on this and on, uh, also being upset with myself for not having come out with some kind of a wonderful, great new app, you know, that everybody's using, uh, on my own <laughs> at, with no experience doing something like that. Um, it, right, because people like, hey, like, you want to do something else? To make, you make it. And it's like I am. I would love to make exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, uh, man. Yeah, I've got I've got the receipts uh, of a podcast going back a couple of years ago <laughs> where I talked about wanting to do it. You know, and um, it takes more than just wanting, but it's this long term dream, and I've kind of uh, got a longer time preference because now that people are starting to get it and. You impressed me too, by the way, because we had this call. I was at my dad's house, and we had a video call because you were interested in self-hosting and uh, asking me questions about what's the difference and how do I actually make it self-hosted? What do I have to do? What do I have to have? What are the pieces of the puzzle? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was kind of walking you through a lot of that, and I said, you know, just to start off, like if you want to get something out there quick, uh, just let me host it uh, on my server, and I'll just host it for you and it'll work. And then while you're figuring it out, at least people will have something to boost in the meantime. And you were like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to put too much on your plate and I, I'll just think about that and, uh, think about wave Lake and weigh my options. But then next thing I heard, man, you had just figured it out and you had a, a feed hosted and you, you were just ready to go and you didn't need my server at all. I was so proud of you, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this guy went and did it. You know, I figured you were just going to be like, eh, fuck it. Wave Lake easier or something. And then well, when you were all, uh, self hosted and getting all your, uh, brothers in there and all this stuff and making splits work and showing how it can be divided out and all this stuff. Like that's the whole point. It's programmatic money. It's like the feed you can build to, any business agreement that your band comes to, mm-hmm. you can hire people through your feed. You can hire an artist through your feed. You could hire a uh, featured 
vocalist through your feed and just say, hey, you get a, you get a 15 split if you come in and be the featured vocalist on this track. We'll give you a 15 split on the track and a 5 split on the whole album or something like that. Now you have extra negotiation tools. You can do business moves with other people and you yeah. don't need uh, lawyers involved. You don't need other... Uh, you don't need to go publish through BMI, get an account and ask it. You only have to, exactly. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's it's the future. You don't I, need. I, the, I believe in it. <laughs> you don't need the licensure people to be your thugs and go. You know, threaten people at bars who try to play your stuff. Like it's value for value. So that mm-hmm. part's no sweat. And then you can just negotiate how to split up the value that comes in. It's gonna change so many broke, gross things about the music industry. Yes, absolutely. And and our band is, uh, we've kind of, like I was saying, I was bitter about music. A lot of it was towards the music business. Sure. Um, I was, me and my brothers, we were we were pushing hard, whether it was in the bluegrass scene, which, you know what we found was the biggest problem with all these things? What's that? The politics. Oh, you don't <laughs> the say. The politics. You don't and say. And you know what we were interested in? Making music. Exactly. Playing music. Instead, we found out when we came in Nashville, we need to go, you know, scratch the right people's backs and, and all that kind of thing. And I'm not saying, you know, there's a lot of great people out there. I'm not trying, I'm not bashing someone in specific, but it was kind of a game. You had to yeah. play the game. You had to kiss the right asses in the right order and work your yeah. way up the, the ass ladder. Of- and honestly, we weren't good at that. We're, we're good. We're fi- fine socially with people like in real life. Sure. But to go pretend oh we need to get we need to try to get to be friends with that person and that's our motive so because they're you know connected in the music thing like this that's not a way to have a relationship is it like, <laughs> no um so it was it was never a good fit for us and and so we weren't good at playing that game um and and i think that's uh so one of the reasons there's a, a bunch more i'm sure but um that we kind of didn't make it or didn't didn't finish strong in, in, in all that. Cause yeah. Um, cause we had some opportunities and, uh, just nothing, nothing was clicking. <laughs> I feel you, man. Um, that's another thing that's really great about the value for value side of things and what makes it work. Uh, being genuine is actually far more rewarded in a value for value system and being not genuine or being fake is, it's just, it's almost not tolerated, you know, like people will be so turned off by that, that, uh, uh, it's just that the incentives are in healthy places over here in value yeah. for value world. You don't We're have... like-minded. We might not agree on everything and that's okay. Exactly. We can all be okay with that here. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, you have to agree with everything, uh, you know, with all these different things going on. But no, we don't. Yeah. And we can still be bet, you know, great buds. It's all it's it's okay as long as we can have certain things like be real with each other. Yeah, that's simple. That's that simple. Um, so yeah. I have one more uh, origin story tale, which I think is the last and latest one. If I, if okay. my timeline is correct, yeah. And then uh, I've got some voicemails sitting here in the uh, voicemail box. With some bowlers want to know some stuff. I think, uh, cool. but I'm interested to hear the whole origin behind. Uh, your podcast that you just rolled out, uh, you got two episodes out now. Uh, I First of all, I want to say that I love the format itself where what you're doing is you are releasing an episode of the podcast and then you're releasing a song as a song on that same feed. 
and then mm-hmm. uh, you're kind of going back and forth. Uh, yeah. That's a really cool... I love different uh, use cases. And so, uh, for those of you who haven't heard this yet, Into the Dorful Verse is the podcast. Spill it right. D-O-E-R-F-E-L. That one is a struggle. Good good job. It is a struggle, though. Uh, it is I will a, say, I had, I had to spell it wrong several times to spell it right. We are going to have another chat about that in one of our episodes, because it's, it's a rough name. <laughs> I think it's great, though. This is another... Uh, version um i'll shut the fuck up because i got a couple notes and things to ask you but i'm i'm interested to hear the discussion around how you how all you guys came together and said yeah let's do actually let's do a podcast okay so it was i was putting music out a music side project my my brothers were seeing it actually you know work and people interacting with it and so all of a sudden they're super excited okay And, and i'm learning how this technology works and so i thought i would put something out and people would get notified but no i realized uh an album you know the way it's working is is an album is a feed mm-hmm. and when you make a new album it, it makes another feed so unless you're adding to an existing album or you know feed people aren't going to know there's a new thing and i was like oh well i was kind of hoping that when i have a new song out once people subscribe they're subscribed they don't have to be looking i don't have to find another way to tell them Hey, we have another song out or another album. You know, I was like, so I was like, oh, if we had a main feed that we somehow connected with people on, and then I was like thinking of of the no agenda and and the value for value model. I was like, you know, we need to interact with you know if we have an audience, if anyone wants to listen, if anyone finds value, we have to interact with them because you know what I find when I interact with Pfeiffer, how I got onto all this. When I have to react with bowl after bowl, um, Curry and the Keeper, I get on there. I'm, this uh, it's bowl after uh, what is it? Behind the schemes, mm-hmm. and I interact. And you know what happens when I hear you guys, you know, laugh or you know, say something, you know, read my thing and, and have something to say about it. I, I I can't describe the feeling it gives. I mean, I'm connection is protection. It sounds yeah. yep. silly, but I mean, it's it's really what brought me into this. this is real life. I'm, we're doing real life with you guys, even yeah. though. I, through the internet, through all this technology, but um, it, it's a beautiful, good thing. And that's what brings that, that special feeling that we have when we are connecting on these levels with value. Um, and I was like, I want to do that with anyone who maybe previously was a Dorful fan. Cause we do have like, you know, Facebook and stuff that once sure. we're ready, we're going to say, Hey, get involved. We're going to push this hard. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but like we're kind of learning as we go, so let, we're like, let's learn, let's get the format down, let's get our setup down, let's, you know, I was like terrified when I posted the second episode that I was going to screw something else up and make another feed or something. <laughs> you know, or, or, yeah. I almost wanted to call you or, or Stephen B and be like, can you just like, like talk me through it on the phone? I'm I'm afraid to click this publish. You know, <laughs> I was like terrified. But but I'm also very like. I hate taking people's time if it's like, hey, man, j- just figure it out. Like it's in, and But so far, anytime I've messed up or done anything and reached out because I'm like, I don't know what else to do. You guys have been – Stephen B., you, um, there's been a few other people that have been so kind and willing that I, I'm oh, not yeah. as afraid to ask questions now because <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like you're, you guys are doing so much that it's like your time is really valuable, and I really respect that. And, and so – I only reach out when I'm uh, 
feel like I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And um, because I really respect everyone's time. And yeah, I don't have very much time. We stay up um, late to make our episodes. And we, you know, we ever, which I I know you guys are doing that right. We're doing that right now. Exactly. Like you guys, we yeah. all got stuff that we have to do. Yep. And we're not all just like sitting around all day, just waiting to make our podcast, thinking about like, I mean, we are thinking about it all day. I, at least I know I am. Sure. Yeah. I'm at work six days a week. And all I'm thinking about is the stuff I want to do with the music, with the podcast, with the uh, a community we have, the Valley Valley community. And, um, but I only have little bits of time, usually late yep. at night, to do it. <laughs> well, but I don't know if I answered your question there. But I, I, I believe you did. Yeah. Uh, in terms I'm a of lost. But. Well, <laughs> what you set up for me, which I think is beautiful, and I wanted to address is. Um, the album release, the way it works, like if you're an artist and you just release a single, let's say, uh-huh. uh, that's on a feed, and then our original kind of um, idea or vision of how value for value music releases would work in the RSS space mm-hmm. went like this. It was a traditional album, and the feed was your album itself, and then each item in the feed, where a podcast episode usually goes, each item would represent a track in that album. Mm -hmm. And I even, uh, I was re-listening back to some of those early Abel crafts, and I remember kind of thinking forward, because Abel had asked me, so how do you think that this is going to go, or what do you think will win out in terms of like format? Because we had been talking format. And I said... Well, honestly, I think that all of the possible formats that make sense will eventually be tried, and, and a lot of them will probably be um, you know, used differently. People, I said, first of all, if it's possible, people are going to try it that way anyway, because it's permissionless. So like, on a long enough timeline, everybody's going to try it different ways. Uh, the thing that I envisioned was a feed, you, you might have a reason for a label to have a feed. And so if labels wanted to get back in the game and get healthy again, mm-hmm. a feed could have, or a label could have it, have its own feed. And then there are featured artists as they release singles or albums, they could add it to that label feed as well. Uh, now with the remote items in play, uh, a, f- a label could even just build their own playlist out as a feed and have all of the items be remote items pointing to their artists work. And, I think a fee- if uh, if labels came out and provided a service where they hosted your music and they actually provided you value, but they also allowed you free reign of uh, you know editing your RSS and to retain full rights to your music, uh, they're just providing you this service of setting it up and getting it online mm-hmm. and organizing it for you, doing the tech side of things essentially. Right they could all have a competitive market where they compete for different splits and, Oh, you can sign this record label. All they take is 6%. You could sign with these guys. All they take is 3% and they're going to host you and promote you. You know, they're going to do what, what record labels have traditionally done only in a more open and competitive way. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll kind of be surprised if labels figure that out. (laughs) Major ones are never going to, you know, like that would be like, saying oh the central bank is going to get it and start mining bitcoin and turn on a node and stuff like there's there's the the giants that will never ever change why would they change they own the whole thing like mm-hmm. they're not going to change but independent record labels are going to be now possible where they weren't 
Well, in a sense, couldn't you say that you know I'm doing that with uh, my brother's you solo project? Absolutely, projects, are. or you were willing to do that with me. Yep. Um, so uh, I, I really like what you're talking about. Like, what's the format? Is there gonna you know what's beautiful about it? Is there's you can make it whatever format you want to do it. That's I just right. felt like as uh, that what made the most sense for our band and our music and our family because it's all so connected. It's like we have a main feed, and we use our last name, which is very hard to spell, but once you get it, it comes right up in the search. You know, it's it's so it's unique that in that way, and and then we can point people in directions of in links as we get organized. You know, stuff from the show notes or just talking about it towards uh, other the album that this song is on, or or you know the Ed's uh, or Kurt's music or. Um, I'm I'm about to release my brother Ben is gonna has some solo songs I'm gonna put up there and just he's just gonna be Ben Dorfel and he's but it's gonna be a branch from the Dorfels and we can talk about it in the main feed so that because it's confusing the onboarding people to this is a little has been difficult even my own family and, and yep. some of my friends I still have friends who are you know very good friends that I'm that I still haven't gotten to you know download that podcast app and yep. go through that and I'm and I'm like come come on guys it it, it won't take you that long and we just click on around on it for a few minutes and it won't be a problem and it's free there and there won't be any ads we don't have ads in our podcast there's right. no music like it's it's easy there might be a little banner you know depending on the app there might be an ad in the app but it's not going to you know that's that's normal but um so the format that I felt like would work good and I think would work good for a lot of bands is, you know, what, what is it you want to know? What, what do you want to know when about a band you like and music you like when you hear the, the guys or the band or the group or whoever artists talking about, Oh, this, what they did this last week in the music or what they're thinking about doing. And then they play some of their music, whether it's live or recorded. And then they have songs in that feed. I mean, I just think that for a, a listener that that could be a very, successful format um uh or for an artist that would be a very successful format if, if they're interesting and in, and in, you know interacting with an audience they might slowly build it seems like it would be a, a a really good format to have so i was like you know what um once i realized when i was putting more songs up they weren't going to be in their own feed unless i learned how to edit that feed which i i, th- I think i know how to do it now but it's still you know i wasn't when I was just starting, I was just trying to get stuff out up there. And then the yeah. next thing I knew, I had all these different feeds and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Too many feeds. Yeah. That's the but book not, that you'll write. But once I understood how that worked, yeah, too many feeds. Once I, once I understood how it worked, it was like, yeah, we're going to have a main feed and we might not put every song that we have available or on value for value in the main feed, but we can point people to those things from the main feed and we'll have whether, you know, songs that we choose like all right we want this in the main feed you know that's kind of what that's kind of the the uh format of what we kind of discuss in the the podcast in the episodes itself is we're like hey what what do, what's our next song we want to that we really like that we want to put out there um but the goal and we we are doing it in a slow kind of slow burn you know we're kind of like releasing it slowly but the goal is to have all right this this is these are albums like these songs are all on the album i so i can go into right now the Easiest way I'm trying to tell my family is to go to lnbeats.com, mm-hmm. search Dorfels, m- add it to your library, make a playlist. Like very, very, very easy. Yeah. Um, and 
so that that's that's my idea with the format, which is what you were kind of asking me like oh, with the, about the format. Totally, um, I love seeing that, and I love seeing new creative uses because we've got to try a bunch of them in order to find what works best. And if people just insist, like, oh, it has to look like this every time, um, first of all, no, it doesn't. This is RSS, baby. This is the yeah. free and open internet, so it can yep. look like a bunch of different shit. And uh, if you comb around the podcast index. Uh, you'll see that for podcasting, that's always been true, man. Like, what does a podcast look like? Well, there are 4.2 million feeds in the index. Uh, <laughs> an overwhelming majority of those are podcasts. And so mm-hmm. they look like everything they possibly can look like, man. Yeah. My other idea that I considered was just putting everything in one feed. Everything. Sure. Or or, or just or one feed just the songs, one feed just the episodes. So... Some but one I, concept that uh, Alex Gates has been talking about for a very long time is uh, building feeds that are just specifically playlists that just have a bunch of remote items in them. And mm. uh, I kind of um, leapfrogged in my mind from that that there would be a niche to that you could carve out just making like greatest hits of people's um either music or curate curating great music feeds. Like you could be a music curator or you could be a podcast curator and just have feeds. And if people use that, if people go, Oh yeah, uh, Vinny slim over here, he puts together the music feeds and he always puts kick-ass mixes together. And so mm-hmm. that's definitely a value, valuable service that, uh, he could put a cut for himself in and like, um, you know, all the sats go to the artists that he's that he's curating. Uh, there's a, there's this big economy that has potential as soon as enough people get in here and start working and building and expanding on uh, how many people are you know throwing things around here, right? And how the apps decide to make everything work together. Because right now, like I was wanting to put, um, Ellen Beats is working. That's uh, probably one of my favorite things. But I was trying to make a playlist that I could have downloaded to my phone mm-hmm. that I didn't have to stream. And I was having a hard time finding an app that would do that easy enough. And like Podcast Guru actually did that. I was able to uh, make a whole playlist and I could download it to the, the phone so I don't have to be on the internet and listen to all, you know, whatever, however I put the order in it. And I'm like, as apps start seeing how people are trying to use this and or if they are like, okay, I want to make this more music friendly – um, it's it's just gonna get better, and it's yep. in the early early development right now. And I uh, I'm happy to be a part of that to help in any way I can. Obviously, I'm just a musician. I'm not. An, I don't know coding. I'm barely can keep you know, I, figure out this. RSS I also stuff. know <laughs> music a little bit better. Like my my experience and knowledge goes music, then graphic design, mm-hmm. and then you know videography, photography, like digital media production, and then coding. Like at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's just something I started doing recently, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing all the other shit longer. Yeah, and I would I would be really excited to see Ellen Beats as an... I, and I say this like it's like probably, you know, it's probably so difficult, I have no idea. But like Ellen Beats as an maybe... Uh, I, I like the way that you just save it to your phone like as a... And it turns itself into like an app like through the, the web or oh, whatever. Oh, sure, like a progressive but, web app. Yeah, I like that a lot because you don't even have to go to the app store or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, if I could... Uh, I've, I've told me and my brothers, I, I know, because once I got my brother's like 
interested, they started ripping these apps apart and saying, well, I can't do this and I can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, easy now, easy now. It's in development. I was like, I'm literally had some, you know, back and forth discussion with some of these guys making these apps. They, they know. Tell your <laughs> brothers, know. man, just, just learn Kotlin or just learn, you know, react native and, and get, yeah, it, get in here, man, make it better. <laughs> Some of them might. Some of them are pretty smart. Come on, man. <laughs> we need them. Where but I'm at? like so excited for these people um, that are building these. And I know they're doing it just like we're doing our podcast, like in our spare time, if yeah. we have any. So it's kind of like uh, they know, you know, the features that we've been, yeah, we've, I've been open with people telling them, hey, I think if we could get this feature on this app and do this and whatever, it's going to be like amazing. And they're like, yeah, that's on the list. I'm like, heck yeah. Now, all I want to, try to do is support them because it's going to take them time to do that and if i if i can just if the best way to do that is with value because that's i can't code <laughs> or whatever <laughs> then that's what i'm going to do and, yeah. and value that's what's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about value for value too it's like what you actually have to give you can give and you can make it work it's sort mm-hmm. of like uh oh fuck don't don't quote me don't iso this and shit stay away <laughs> But it's it's almost as if the high ideals and how Marxism and communism is supposed to work, where it's like from each according to his ability to each according to his need, with the actual capitalism ideals of, oh, we have uh, property rights and we have uh, you know actual value and my value, I should be able to freely exchange with other people's value. It's almost like they uh, come together in some kind of a middle ground that is neither one of them and something that actually works. That's a very interesting thought, but I I see what you mean, and I never would have thought of that. (laughs) That's wild. I don't know. I don't know. I I like how Bully Steed said, avoid uh, avoid the app store. Avoid the app store. What I really like about Ellen Beats and... And uh, even though I have to stream everything, I, I I'm okay with that. I mean, come on, we got we all got data on our phone, like almost everywhere we go now. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Oh, yeah, man. well, there has to be everything because the people who don't want the app store and say shun the app store should mm-hmm. be should have a way to never have to go into the app store. But then there's going to be people. And who then are, can I just get an app? Some people <laughs> are going to say uh, it's not an app store. How's it going to work on my phone? <laughs> And My so dad. you need something for them too, you know, like you, there's gotta be solutions for all people. And then mm-hmm. we can make sure that those solutions still follow the ideals that we're setting forth, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a case to be made that, you know, maybe that's not possible in the app stores. Uh, there's a lot of fire uh, for any kind of uh, Bitcoin exchanging hands over on the Apple store. And uh, a mm-hmm. lot of Noster clients are getting, under fire now uh it's kind of like the sideways glance puppet meme i still don't for understand all the, for all the podcast Nos- apps they're sorry. like mm, uh, yeah uh i don't know about that over there I'm, I'm doing this over here that has nothing to do with me but you know the podcast apps like <laughs> they do a similar thing mm-hmm. i got you i was gonna say i still don't really understand what Noster is but that's another thing <laughs> it is I, another rabbit hole it's like let's uh, not let's not do that right it's now, twitter but. for bitcoin nerds Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you can send me hate mail at Spencer, Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com. It's Twitter for Bitcoin nerds. Um, there's some voicemails from the bowlers in the voicemail line, and I feel like yeah. if we don't start popping those open, we're never going to get through them. So I want to uh, start with this one that came in 
uh, right as we were wrapping up late Tuesday. Oh, this is Ronald Trump. Uh-oh. I really want to hear all about this nasty mouth. <laughs> Who has it? <laughs> A nasty mouth? Where can I get it? <laughs> oh, nasty milk, I think. <laughs> uh, sorry. Orgasm in pants, because <laughs> visualizing mentally. Nasty mouth. I think it is nasty mouth. It's hard to hear you, caller. What are you are talking about? I thought you were saying nasty milk. Oh, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, cheers. I have no idea who that was, but I think we've been hacked by the Russians. <laughs> uh, well, I just want to say real quick, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can give us a call at 816-607-3663. Value. That's right. There are many ways. We're not just begging for money here. We're inviting you to play along with us. And that's the beauty about value asks, by the way. People, a lot of people don't get the value for value thing because they are bashful about the ask and they don't know how to do it. They don't want to be gross and beg for money. They don't want to uh, mention it time after time and beat people over the head with it. But it's something you have to do every show. And so you have to just get good about it and, uh, you know, talk about it in a way that's genuine. And you have to also come out with this attitude of like, the reason I'm asking you to pitch in and contribute to this value for value thing is because I have done it. And I was like, the rewards increase in your life. Like, if you're getting value out and then you put value back in, you're going to start seeing more come out. It's, you're going to help build the thing and it's just going to increase. It's an exponential thing. I can't really explain it and you're never going to get it until you uh play you along until yeah. you play along. I can, I can second all that. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for that. <laughs> uh well this next caller is here no matter what. It's Moet Bud, man. Come on. Like can't you just update the vocal mail like every single time you do with Moet Bud? Is it really that hard? No. Like, come on, Spencer. I like, refuse. You don't got that many going on. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the top of that list. Oh, yeah. it's I'll, I'll throw it on the to-do list just for you, baby. Um, what was the question from Tuesday? Oh, gee whiz. Tony should answer that. Yeah, what was the question from Tuesday? Um, oh, and, he could, and then he could also answer the 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 one for next week about, uh, I think, no, wait, that's Hog Story. Uh, no, wait, I don't know. Yeah, We've confused the vocal mail caller. Um, but, yeah, it can answer Tuesday's question. So, uh first t- uh, I don't remember what it was now so long ago like it was like two days ago um <laughs> anyway but uh yeah and then Eastside Tony I mean how how did he come up with the handle Eastside Tony because it's a pretty like him that. weird you know complicated thing I'm sure I think because so, he's from uh anyhow northwest central oh I guess I gotta go back to unloading the dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> the top rack's done though <laughs> I just gotta do the bottom. Nice. Uh, love you guys. Stay dangerous. And uh, whether or not you're on the east side, the west side, the north side, the south side, or some combination of all those, go ahead and, or just some of them, go ahead and give a hearty cacao! Cacao, indeed. Cacao. So I confused the shit out of everyone, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> last night I sat down and I did East Side Tony's show, Defend the Network. And so we did a, I just simulcast it live on our stream as he was going live. And so then a lot of people thought it was the Bulls with Buds, and then a lot of people thought like, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So you know, they got That's to be fun, though. they got to be me for a night. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Imagine that feeling, but all the time. That's my life. 
So I'm sorry if you thought that that was the Bulls with Buds, but this is the Bulls with Buds with TJ. And I think that Christopher Battles realized that because he called right back. So many buds in the bowls. It's not a bowls with buds. Oh, God. Two. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's not two. Oh, let's see. It wasn't a bowls with buds. Let's see. Why the ra- raffle? Okay, we did that raffle. one. Why the raffle, as far as using me. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll probably talk about it, but, like, all the brothers and stuff like that, like, how, how long his... Uh, Music been in your family, like parents, grandparents, great, 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 great grandparents. I don't know. Uh, yeah. How long has music been part of your family community? And TJ. Yeah, I know. No, let's see. I'm trying to think of the other person. I know one person named TJ, and then there's the the. Uh, TJ on Gilmore Girls. I believe it was TJ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. But anywho, there's that. All right. Well, just at work pulling some rib nuts, crushing them. Some rib nuts. But not too much because you don't want to strip the rib nuts because then you got to break them out and redo it. So that's not fun. All right. Love it, guys. It's not dangerous. And, uh, you know, just crush it. Crushed. Like and a camel a whole, crush. Good hearty, hearty. Wow, give a good old hearty. He does the warm up before the the It came back. The caca came back. I would have to contribute. I would like to just for clarity because for some of that questions contribute music uh, in our family. Probably, I don't know. It might go back far than this, but as far as I know, my my dad's mom started playing guitar um and playing like at her church or something and uh i think i i don't know if it was any good or, or not I, I really don't i don't I didn't i don't remember listening to her but then i know my dad then later told me this actually told me this about uh sometime this year he told me that when we he only had a few of us kids he had this like dream that he was on stage playing music with like his kids and, and it was like surreal and stuff. And wow. he's like, and he's not really a music. Okay. He's a musician. Whereas he can, he can hang on the bass for like in the bluegrass bass world. And I got to give him credit for that. And, and he also plays trumpet, which, uh, in high school, I guess, which we always liked. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to embarrass him. He would always do things like, are you ready for church? And, and we all be in, in the van ready to go all like 10 of us. And he'd run out in his underwear and play the trumpet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> it just do crazy random stuff like Aww, that. Oh, dad. Yeah. But uh, so I, as far as our music going back, I think my grandma March kind of started like playing music and my dad, um, um, not necessarily training to be a musician or anything, although although I know he learned the trumpet and and played a little bit of guitar so that we could play drums with to, to that when we were kids. Yeah. And then played, played bluegrass bass. And so and that's as far back as I know. I'll, I'll just end it there. <laughs> nice. But a family legacy, definitely. Yeah, for my grandma Marge. Yep. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one more in the hopper here. All right. And uh, here it is. I was going to ask uh, TJ if he's ever heard of uh, Hoxieville. There's quite a big uh, 
folk music festival that's in Michigan. It's on the west side of the state, but uh, my uncle has went to it. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been to it in probably like four or five years, maybe longer. Um, but I think he started going to it in like the seventies. I think it was like hmm. a uh, bunch of people that like got together and decided to have like uh, folk music plan and. It's kind of progressed into a uh, quite a big music festival. I mean, they get big names, but the odd thing is, if you like search it out on uh, uh, Google or whatever the hell, uh, it does not like show up uh, prominently uh, when you lo- you're looking for stuff like that. Because, uh, um, hmm. I don't it remember. It probably doesn't, I don't know. It, I guess it doesn't get the recognition, but I, there's a lot of big big names playing there. Mm-hmm. Tuttles and uh, Billy mm-hmm. Billy King, I guess. I can't think. Billy Strings, it, maybe? A uh, guy that mm-hmm. played there that's a little bit younger this. Uh, yeah, I think it's Billy Strings. Of the younger crowd of folk music. Yeah, and I don't think he's really necessarily yeah. folk music. It's a little bit more. Uh, it's like jam band bluegrass. Uh, Mm, probably the rock folk, I guess. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of his name right now offhand. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just wondered if you ever heard of Oxleyville. I can't. That name doesn't In ring bowl. a bell. In the bowl, Oxleyville. Yeah, I, we have played at some festivals in Michigan throughout the years. I don't, I don't recall that one. Like, there's like a circuit of bluegrass festivals that are like kind of like the big ones. Mm-hmm. And and um, so we've been at like a bunch of those, not like all of them, and and you know we weren't like headlining them. You know we were we were kind of kid, we were pretty young kids when we were doing the bluegrass circuit. So we were kind of um, you know we might be playing at a you know a morning slot, so not the best time slot, or on a side stage, or you know we were just getting into all that and well learning how to do it ourselves with our parents. Um, who you know, my dad was for you know, not not knowing anything in the in the music industry and how to get into festivals. My dad did an amazing job because we went and played at a lot of like the the big festivals of the day. It was like Gray Fox, and mm. that's in New York because that's a big one. We played at a big bluegrass festival called Bean Blossom. I think that's in Indiana. We've been at um, out to California at a Grass Valley Father's Day Bluegrass Festival. That's like a pretty big one. Um, been, we've been all over and I, I can't remember the names of all the places, but, um, uh, it's possible we've been to, to some of those that he did that he's talking about. I don't, I can't remember all of them, but yeah, it was quite an experience. I'll tell you that. That's killer. Yeah. It's fun. So as except, you were, uh, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, except for, um, driving around the RV with no air conditioning. That, that <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Which was a tough we, one. There were sacrifices. <laughs> So Anyways, I was going to ask you a few things because I learned on your show. Uh, uh, apparently, you're a, a mountain range on the moon. What was this all about? <laughs> uh, Cousin Mike just brought that up, and I had never heard that before. So I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was surprised as well. Fun fact. Yeah. I was told by a few people that the, the name Dorfel means small village in German. Oh. But I, I've kind of, I might have Googled it once or twice, and, and I a dead end. So I was like, ah, maybe someone just made that up. Like, I don't know. Describes your house growing up. Yeah. We were a small village. We still are, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you mentioned in episode one, 
that you changed your band name at one point to Fuel on Fire. Mm-hmm. And that um, it really was like not sparking any kind of passion or joy or like uh, good feeling amongst you guys, but that it was just easier to spell and tell people, essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were convinced that, you know, how are we going to market our band name if we're like, hey, we're the Dorfels, and we're like, okay, D-O-O-F-O-U-L. You know, it's like nothing close to how our last name is spelled. And so, um, and we were just starting to come out with a, a bit more modern, poppy music that was, I, I don't I don't want to use the word mainstream, but it was a little more, you know, in that uh, commercial, I guess. Sure. And, um, and so we were like, yeah, we're going to have to change it. This isn't the Dorfels, like what? People don't even you say, hey, we're the Dorfels. And people are like, the what? A door, the door, door. And then if you look at how it's spelled, it's like D-O-E-R-F-E-L. So Dorfel, Dorfel, like what? Is, what? So, what so we you, just. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a logo, right? Okay. This is such a fucking idea. You don't, don't use this. This is so stupid. You had a logo where it's Dorfel. And then at the end you have a door falling. It's like a second end of fell, but then door that fell. that yeah. fell yeah. off, and so you've got doorful, but the last L is not on there. It's just gonna make more people confused. Plus, the first uh, part isn't door; it's just said door. It's really doer. If you look yeah, at door, it. door, 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 door fell. Man, yeah, it's a so conundrum. It's it's a strange name. I I never really it never really bothered me until um until we were really trying to you know make music and we're starting to figure out some national connections and stuff and then it was like this is very hard to market <laughs> man my thing though is it comes back to don't dumb it down man make people learn the name and then when you type in dorfel into the podcast index or you type it into any of these uh music apps mm-hmm. ain't no other results man it's all your stuff and your stuff exclusively That's and like right. out of uh, 4.2 million feeds i got one hit for dorfels I believe that is the plus side. <laughs> I think so, man. That's how you and, stand out in like a, just an absolute sea of different things to search. Yep. And when I was um, talking to the guys about, hey, I want to put out some of the music. Hey, do you guys mind if, if uh, you know, I just take control of it since they're all just doing their thing? And like, I didn't know if they were all going to get into it or not. But I was like, you guys, I know we've got all this music. Some, a lot of it I co-wrote. A lot of it I, I wasn't on. It was just, um, but we have a whole pile of it. And uh, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's probably not. Probably nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know we've been like waiting and lamenting and uh, punching our own tits for two years. Like being like, please, can artists come along and see yep, the light? And, yep. And there was talk of like, well, do I? When that was something I had to figure out when I was starting to put it, make the feeds and, and everything. I was like, well, I actually have to know what we're calling the band. And I was like, it's not going to be Fuel on Fire. And almost all of them, except for Kurt, I think, was like, yeah, we forget Fuel on Fire. We didn't. That was just the best we could come up with, even though it had. There was a lyric in a song um, that I think had the word Fuel on Fire in it. But um, it wasn't really like a meaningful. It wasn't like a huge meaningful thing to mm. anyone. Um, and also, it didn't feel like the right kind of music either. Like Fuel on Fire feels like, I don't know, feels like something really heavy or I don't, I don't know, something a little. So, so, um, and I was like, you know what? We were the Dorfels all growing up, and I think we should just keep it that. And if 
if um, we had done it, we had made a living, you know, just just mainly doing our music. Yeah. Um, and not a great living or anything, but we got by and, and we loved it. And it's like, let's just go back there. We have a lot of people, too, who didn't like that we changed our name. And you're like, oh, and then when I even posted, I changed the name to our, our Facebook or whatever, even though I haven't really told the Facebook people any about anything about what's going on yet because I'm waiting for us to figure it out. But I was like... I, I updated the name from Feeling Fire back to the Dorfels, and people were like, oh, the Dorfels are back. Let's go. You know? Nice. Yeah, I thought about just calling it Dorfels because sometimes I do refer to it like, oh, yeah, Dorfels music. Like, But um, now it's like, oh, we'll put the in there, and then the art will just keep the little, like, whatever. Uh, Dorfels. <laughs> that's always the struggle, right? Do we do a the band? Or yeah, do I, we do yeah a exactly. I, I was kind of not wanting the the, but. I, we put the, the in the middle, man, because it's my fault. Abel and the Wolf. Ah. Uh-huh. I still like that though. It has a nice ring to it. <laughs> um, let's see. I also had something down. Uh, yeah. So the podcast and, and getting everybody back in the same circle, it almost sounds as if they did, they're kind of doing to you what you did to me where you were like, Hey, I could just do this myself and just put this stuff out there. And they're like, uh, no, actually we want to be a part of this thing. Let's, uh, let's all talk. Oh yeah, they're um, Kurt and Ed especially are, you know, they're working out new stuff on the tech to make it sound better, and so we can control like the music better, yeah, and, and uh, try to make everything flow better because we we know we're um, a baby podcast, and we're you know there's some things that aren't like set up the smoothest, or you know there might be we're cutting each other off because of the delay, so sure. there's a little bit of talking over each other, and it's a little difficult, and and so so they're all like. And they're so good when they when they decide to um, figure stuff out. Like uh, my brothers have kind of self taught. I mean, they've had mentors and stuff, but they didn't go to school. None of us went to like music school right. or, or graphic design school. Yeah. Or or my brother Kurt is a videographer, um, and he's and, like he just taught himself like self and, and through friends and yeah. stuff. And, like he even I know he's done a few videos for like Mr. Beast or whatever. Like he he's done he's, he's like doing all sorts of videography and, and very successful at it. So now Kurt's like, hey, uh, um, we we're gonna do this because this is gonna be way better than the way you're doing it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you you guys can uh, help me out because uh, I'm um, I'm just I have limited time and I want it to be really good, but um, they. Uh, I think me and my sister and one brother are only ones that have kids. So mm. Edward, Kurt, um, they they got some time. Edward does have one on the way. So Shredward, Edward. So nice. That will be exciting. Uh, but yeah. So this is kind of a way for you guys to be able to still reconnect with your old audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, be everywhere in the world, really, at the same time. Every every time you know, every time you release any new show. That's that's released everywhere in the world, so you don't have to do this circuit grind and go on right. tour. You don't have to take all the money you make one night and put it in the gas tank to get to the next spot. You can actually set up a home base and be sustainable, and and then put your stuff out, put your stuff out with less like costs sunk into the thing. Absolutely, and um, we have one last thing. I might is my dream to figure out, which might take some time, but is to play somewhere with a like a live audience but then yeah. also live stream it or or at least record it for the podcast totally um, and so but doing stuff like that is just to, and it's kind of getting us all back together because we've all um kind of we've had to you know 
go do our day jobs and yep. you know, figure out how we're going to survive and all that. And now that's sort of, sort of, um, you know, mellowing out. So we all kind of, okay, this is what I do during the day and whatever. And now we're like, we should, uh, we should start getting together and playing again. Cause I want to keep playing music. I don't want to just, you know, put out our 40 songs or whatever we have backlogged and then it's over. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So, um, that's our plan is to keep, um, making music. And we are actually, um, going back to our roots a little bit, we're planning on doing some bluegrass stuff, even, uh, even though nothing we've released has been at all bluegrassy yet, but yep. it, it is coming and, uh, we, uh, we'll have some acoustic and bluegrass stuff coming out killer uh, at some point. So it'll be fun for people to see like what they've heard before, like bloodshot eyes. Don't forget me. There's some of the songs. And then all of a sudden here's something we're going to get our sister to sing some of the songs. She used to be the lead singer when we were doing bluegrass and oh, we were yeah. little, like we got, it's going to be really fun. I'm so excited to, to do all this. I just too, need more time. Man. That's more time. <laughs> well, man, we've got time. That's what I've kind of slowly realized, you know, and, okay. uh, Kicking, my, kicking myself since like 2021 when really like I'm right where I'm supposed to be and everything's fine, you know. You're right though. You're you're right because this, I, like like I was saying, I couldn't have planned this, so things yep. are just going to play out like they should. Yeah, it, so. I I've I've really had a hard time kind of trying to calm myself down over time, but it's kind of starting to hap- uh, happen recently. And uh, I just want to thank you for being a, a part of that because you really truly are. You'll probably never understand fully like how much you've uh, you've helped me out in that way. You know, I just kind of start seeing the bigger picture and the and the excitement spread and and it's what I've I, I saw a vision of this long ago. You know, it was mm-hmm. like this is the inevitable future. There's <laughs> no other possible future. It's this one. You know, yeah. and. Uh, then I spent the rest of the time being like, why isn't it today? Why isn't it today? Why isn't it today? And I, I just realized, like, it's been happening this whole time. And mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I, like, start to enjoy it and celebrate it, I don't know, man. It's a real I, special thing. I agree. And I look back on my life, and, and that's what you're doing. It's like all this stuff that we had to go through everything, and, and we are continually going through things. And uh, every now and but what I've kind of learned from it is to, I do push a little bit like I am tired and I'd rather just go, you know, um, you know, call it a day and get to bed and whatever. But there's things like if I just push just a little bit and just stay up just a little bit later, yeah. who knows what, what might happen from that. No doubt. And, and I don't do it every night. I mean, we all need rest, but um, it's uh, it's all coming together. And, and it's like, well, this is all supposed to come together because... Exactly. Somehow, because we couldn't have planned it. <laughs> exactly. That is for planned. sure. <laughs> it's like bigger than any one of us, and and thank God too. You know, yeah, it's a beautiful thing absolutely. to be a part of. Absolutely. Thank. I just can't thank you and Lorian enough for uh, you know bringing me into your little uh, you know, bowl after bowl family. Of I course. Feel, I feel like I'm a part of the family. So absolutely. Thank you you thank are. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do another one of these again, but uh, I just wanted to say that. Uh, or I just want to ask, really, when will Morning Love drop? Because Ooh. that song was so sweet and wholesome. And I was just like, oh, and hearing you, like, all guys poking fun about it and stuff <laughs> was so awesome because I totally get it. But it just made me, like, that was the sweetest song. It put me in, like, just one of my favorite places to be, you know? No, I, I understand when um when I first heard uh, Ben wrote that song and... 
when I first heard that, I, I probably listened to it like a hundred times and it like made me tear up and stuff. Definitely. So I, I completely understand. Um, I, I have one idea for that song that I'm about, I want to ask the guys. I'm, I'm thinking about bringing, like seeing if we can find someone in the value for value world to possibly like do a, like a, a female vocal artist, like collab with it. Oh, um, so that, that was kind of my idea. I don't, I don't know if, you know, I know, you know any who, female singers. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who might be interested. Yeah. But uh, that was kind of my idea because I want to share. I don't want to just be like, okay, uh, we're going to have our Dorfels music and it's going to be I want to share. I want to share it with other musicians too. Um, or, you know, so I was, I was talking to the guys and I, I think they were open to it. I need to, I need to run it by the only one I haven't run to. He's on vacation. That was Ben. And he's the one who wrote the song. It's so wrong. I should probably check with him first. But, but, um, that that's everyone else was like oh that would be cool yeah we're game for doing doing working with some other people and i'm like all right all right so i don't know maybe we can do something with you know lorian if she's interested oh, or, please. or yeah i would love to have my name in that hat <laughs> <laughs> i'm always <laughs> down to collaborate uh, all right cool well, i will be talking to the to the guys about it and see if, what ben thinks and I, I hope I don't get anyone's hope, but Ben's like, oh, no, I like it the way it is. I'm sure there's some sort of a music, uh, a musical thing you guys can make happen, whether it's that song or... Exactly. Yeah, yep, but that song, Sir mm-hmm. Spencer, I'm not sure when that's coming, but it is coming. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> that sounded dirty. Sorry. If, if you listen to the song, you know for sure that it's coming. Oh, it, it's... It's gonna uh, come. It's gonna uh, come. Yeah, it's true. That's the morning mm. love, and uh, Some... <laughs> it's almost uh, morning where you are. It's getting close, isn't it? Are you in the I eastern? Think... No, I'm uh, same time zone as you, right? Oh, 10:30? okay, central. Okay, it's a little yeah, bit central. laid back then. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. I I do appreciate the little earlier start. Um, oh, the of post, course. The, the post office has me get getting up, you know, pretty early. Not as early as my kids for school though. Jeez. Oh God, I can those weeks. Imagine. Those weeks are kind of brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, it's all good. I don't want to hold you hostage uh, for the whole rest of the night, but um, I do appreciate so much. Not only hey, you coming on I had on one tonight, question. But, oh, I yeah. had one question for you. Yes. Um, and maybe I missed it, and I, I haven't. What is Sir Spencer um, Wolf of Kansas City? Where did you get your title? How did you come up with that? Is this something you made, or someone call you that? Or, uh, I just is there came, a story behind it? I just came up with it. Um for a number of reasons and I just kind of I was making a big transition in my career and uh I had kind of I had been roasting coffee at this coffee shop and um I I kind of hit a ceiling there and then ran out of a place to go you know um I I was asking hey you know I don't need a raise tomorrow but by Christmas I'm like looking to be making this and this you know I I kind of wanted a future there because I was starting a family and um, we were pregnant with our mm-hmm. first uh, daughter, and so they were like, "Yeah, the ro- the roaster's never going to get paid what you are asking for." And I tried other avenues there, and there just didn't seem to be anything open. So I kind of abandoned that, and I went out and just got a handyman job and uh, got my real estate license. And at that point in the time, I was just kind of trying to reinvent what I was going to do, you know, and I just, mm-hmm. uh, thought it was going to be real estate at the time, but I had also always had an affinity for, uh, the wolf in general. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of, that was when I got my knighthood was the 10th anniversary show. 
Okay. Uh, where a bajillion people got their knighthoods. So did you pick it, or did you, yep. you picked it out? Okay. I, w- I called in and picked it out, and I was just like, mm-hmm. Wolf of Kansas City, it was... Uh, it, it means a lot of different things to me personally, but I just kind of wanted to take back my... Uh, my independence and and sort of my uh, le- kind of leadership um, roles, I guess. That's one thing I love about like what No Genesis create is we all kind of make these names, whether it's for ourselves or it's given to us or or however. It's uh, it's just a, a neat thing to kind of attribute to you know like like breaking free and like oh this is this is part of me and part yeah. of who I am. Whether it's silly or me, you know, yeah, or however it came about or not, it's cool. It and my like, other question. Uh, well, my other question, just ahead. just to fully explain it uh, mm-hmm. f- from a time, it it wasn't who I was at that moment. It was like that was the moment I took to declare who I wanted to be, and then like, um, and here of, we are, sort of fully, well, it's just sort of it created fully itself. become the wolf. You know, like, you couldn't, you could not have planned it. it created itself exactly, and uh, that's the same. You know, with the raft. At first, when when Miles gave me that name, I was like, that's kind of a wrathful like I don't, I don't know about this thing. i might have to change it something and then, and then it's like now i'll never change it you know no, definitely <laughs> and um and i will also say this is kind of kind of silly i don't know if i should be embarrassed but i was like every now and then when i send a boost to you guys i want to say you know sir spencer and Lorian. and i'm like or should i say delorean or dame delore like so Lorian, what what do you want to be called and delorean i've heard you say that um, yeah. What what is the story? Is there a story behind that or what? There is. There is. So okay. my name's Lorian, but my mom wanted to name me Delorean, like the car, okay. and my grandparents talked her out of it. Okay. So they, so it was a naming thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then growing up, every time I would introduce myself, no one could figure out what I was saying. When I'm like, "Hi, my name is Lorian," they're like, "Lauren? Oh. Lori? <laughs> what is your last name with an N?" So I started yeah. saying. My name's Lorian, like the car, DeLorean, but without the duh. Okay, and I should have thought of that. But. Yeah, and so that that has always helped people remember my name. And uh, upon my daming, mm-hmm. I just embrace it. I was like, hey, yeah. I'll just be DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, lo- I like it. She put the duh back in. It's come full circle. That's there right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, cool. speaking of coming full circle, man. Um, it's been a wild ride. It's been it uh, almost two and a half hours, man. It feels like a, just a blink of an eye. I feel like I still have so much more, uh, so many more questions, so much more to talk about. But that's that's what happens on both of buds. It's like we could talk all night if, if we allowed it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think that I think it'd be best to save it for another episode, and then we'll have that much more to talk about on another night. I agree. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. You are uh, one of the guys out there really doing it and uh, learning. And this is how we all kind of came to it organically and not Mm -hmm. as experts, but just as confused, but curious, uh, just confused and curious, regular people who wanted to learn it. And so we're making it, we're, we're writing how this thing works just one day and one album and one song at a time. We have a vision. <laughs> I love uh I love that you see it too, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Uh bowlers, appreciate y'all out there very much. Uh remember to uh join us next Tuesday where we will be returning back to the bowl. 9 p.m. 
Central Standard Times when we take over the screen uh, stream from DH Unplugged. But until then, I'll remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'll always be Dame DeLorean. Oh, and I'm Sir TJ Thrashful. Until next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. say he looks pretty smart let's blame it on the weed everybody you can't that guy's probably a dancer bowl after bowl till he's sick bowls and buds and bowls and bowls <laughs>